you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to all you listeners. Um, we are at the end of the decade, the end of yes. 2019. We're, yeah, man, getting ready for is here, around the corner. It's just around the corner. It's literally a couple days away. Um, so, you know, first things again, just best wishes to all of you out there listening. Um, also, too, just from a wrestling perspective, this is around the time of year where, you know, it's basically more about like showing, like having some fun around Christmas with some of the booking and really making it more of a like a it's almost like filler episodes basically for yeah. the WWE at this point for some of their shows. Yeah. yeah. AEW mean, didn't NXT have an episode. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, um, we, I mean, we watched the the shows that happened this week. We're not really going to focus on that, though, because, again, it was just, like, really basic filler-type stuff. For those of you who did not see, uh, the one big thing that did happen on SmackDown was that uh, it was decided who's going to go against The Fiend at Royal Rumble, which is, uh, it was a triple threat match that uh, took place between Daniel Bryan, The Miz, and King Corbin. Um, and after much shenanigans throughout the entire that night, was a whole mess. By the way, the it was triple yeah. threat. That was that. All right, now it, it was a, a just a regular one on one versus Miz yeah one on one Miz and Daniel Bryan. They went back to triple threat. Then it ended up being just a one on one match. So yeah. that that was a whole jumbled mess right there. Yeah, it was annoying. It was annoying to to see. And, and to be honest with you too, like I didn't see it live. And so I had found out just just you know online that it was Daniel Bryan that was going to end up winning the matchup. So I didn't when even I saw watch it live either because it was yeah. just the wrestling this week. It was just you know like like you said, man, which is you know filler episodes. You know if you're just right. watching anime, he's like, oh, this is just a filler episode. I don't need right. to watch it. So exactly, that's, that's exactly what it was. Specific like NXT really, you know they they really had like a, the whole holiday theme going. Keith Lee had the Christmas hat on for like half his match, and you know uh, you had um, Leo Rush eating cookies in the middle of the matchup. It the was kind of like. Right, and Arrow cool. guy was there. Yeah, he was. He was there. He lost though, so it's okay. Sorry, <laughs> that was straight a Keith Lee match, man. That's all it was. That was I called that a Keith, Lee, Keith Lee. That's all it was. It me. really was. It yeah. really was. Even Leo Rush kind of knew it. He was. He was fine with it. When people were doing the bask in his glory chant, you know, he was waving his fingers to conduct the crowd the same way that Keith Lee does. So, you know, it was. It was just everybody was pretty much aware that it was his match. Um, yeah, so it was it was fun. You know, if you have a chance, if you got a DVR and you want to check it out, have it run in the background, go ahead and do so. Uh, nothing really crazy happened. Next week, we're going to get the marriage of Lana and Bobby Lashley on Raw. Nah, I'm not really looking forward to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just that was kind of yeah, like the that's, highlight. That's tomorrow, Raw. right? Yeah, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow, tomorrow. night. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Any thoughts on it? Is it is it actually going to happen? You think are they are they going to actually get married? Lucy's going to interrupt it. It's going to get interrupted. It's going to get interrupted. Now, it, these these weddings never really happen. There's always something. It's always a mess. And they're going to talk about that, too. They're probably going to talk about it and say, you know, there's always something that happens. It's going to, you know, how is it going to get ruined? You know, they may have security out there just to make sure it doesn't get ruined. And then mm-hmm. Russo is going to ruin it. He's going to find a way to break break uh, in into the wedding. And, you know, the cake is going to probably end up on Lana. You know, like there's going to be all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah. So they're gonna do that, but uh, yeah, yeah, who cares at this point? With yeah, that or story Monday Night Raw is. is yeah. I'm not looking forward. To it. Only thing I'm probably looking for is the the exciting feud between Alistair Black yeah. and OP Buddy Murphy. Man, I was gonna say that's that's the one bright spot going right now for them. So not not really caring much about anything else going on there. I mean, Seth Rollins and the AOP. We'll see how they can continue yeah. to develop that with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was a bright spot. I did like that finish. I'll admit that with him with AOP, Seth Rollins, and Samoa Joe at the end. Yeah. So I'm guessing Samoa Joe is done with his commentating duties, and I hope so because yeah, he's man, doing too I, good. On yeah. commentating, you know, he was too damn. He, he was, was a little too good, good. <laughs> too damn good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, this, I was, get you out of that, seriously, get out of that seat, man. Before Vince is like, you know what? Maybe we should make this full time. Taz 2.0. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. So hopefully, all you're missing is the sunglasses, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is true, man. Um, one other thing that I wanted to, oh, Kevin Owens too. I just wanted to, to shout out Kevin Owens too because I thought yeah. he did a great job on the mic overall. So he he did his, this thing, but um, the other person, kind of a small thing, but uh, Ali. Like they they had a little uh, video package for Ali and I don't know there's something about it it just had me inspired like just watching or listening to Ali talking about you know this year didn't go the way that he wanted it to you know but it seems like things are kind of dark and dreary but he's always gonna be standing in the light and he steps in the light like he's walking in the in the back while he's cutting his promo and then when he says I step in the light then you see this light kind of like he, he literally is walking out of the shadows at that it point was a nice transition. Yeah. yeah, and just, you know, following that story and that video package, I started getting behind the idea of, man, him as, like, you know, champion, as Intercontinental Champion, let's say, you know, and, and finally getting that that belt and being able to be an inspirational figure, you More know, Braun role Braun. model. Hey, man. <laughs> well, I don't believe Braun Strowman's ever getting the championship at this point. I'll believe it when I see it. You know what? Let's talk about that real quick, man. Okay. So what did you think on Friday Night SmackDown of him doing that? That dance, you know, twerking his hips, getting his hips with the New Day. Like, what did you think? Like, instantly, what what did you think about that? So, my first reaction was, it's, it's, it's Christmas, you know, like, I get it. They're just having fun for the holidays. It's fine. But another part of me thought of, like, the Funkasaurus. I think I brought it up uh, with mm. Keith Lee um, after after um, Survivor Series. You know, like, that's worst case scenario, right? If Vince likes him and pulls him into to WWE, there was there was another podcast that had mentioned Funkasaurus as a, as a you know, potential comparison for a bad bad uh booking for a guy like that that size and i mean different different type of wrestler overall but the point is is you know big guys sometimes with you know uh 
nice, you know, good charisma. He may try to make a joke out of that character uh, just to try to get him over. So, you know, I, but with this, yeah, it just it reminded me of the Funkasaurus, just a big dude dancing, you know, like moving his hips and all that. Um, yeah. It kind of makes him a little bit of a joke. Um and we're already kind of questioning yeah. what his future is. So, you know, it, it's it's a dangerous look for him if it catches on. If Vince wants him to do that more, um, you know, then it could it could get goofy, honestly. Yeah. But I think it was just a one-time thing. So I, I won't – I'm you, not going to jump You think it's literally a one-time thing for Brian? I think so. I, at least maybe I hope so. I don't know for sure. Uh, of course, you know, so. I, I don't know, but I don't I'm hoping so. not. I'm hoping not. They, they're going to do anything and everything for him to stay away from uh, a singles title run, man, because that's exactly oh, how I yeah. took it. I'm like, this is the reason why he'll never get a single title run. Exactly. And then, you know, people are going to state their case. Well, what about Stone Cold doing comedy or, or Kane or Undertaker or man? I'm like, pump the brakes. Wait a minute. First of all, they had a singles title run before they even went into comedy and started doing right. all of that. So you already see them, you know, you know, being serious before. You're like, all right, now I could take this lighthearted because he's been a champion. That's true. You know, now you can see him in a different limelight. With Braun, it's different. He, all he accomplished was tag team. And you see how they treat the tag teams. It's a well, joke. Yeah, well, and he was a tag team champion with a kid. You know exactly. Like, like, it was a joke. Even <laughs> that match, was a joke. that title run was a joke, and he dropped the title yes. like immediately. So yes, yeah. because Nick couldn't, you know, yeah, couldn't do his duties. Yep, exactly. <laughs> At school. Well, and I and I don't want to just ignore the Seth Rollins run too. Like he did have what was it like a couple of weeks with Seth Rollins where they were champion only to sell the fact that they would be the first tag team champions to go against each other uh, for the w, for the um, what was it the Universal Championship. Yeah. You know, while first being tag ever. team champions, first time ever. Yeah, it was just it, it was just to make to hype up that match, not necessarily to, an actual run. So I didn't I didn't really. It, it's one of those where I can almost forget that it even happened. You know. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, I think just it, it was a one time thing is what I'm gonna what I'm gonna hope for. Um. Hopefully, at some point they can surprise us with Braun. It, Royal Rumble's coming up, so there's always gonna be the. Could Braun win the Royal Rumble? You know, could it be him versus, you know, The Fiend? Or, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, because Daniel Bryan right now is a number contender, so I'm yeah. pretty sure Daniel's going to lose. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's going to happen. You know, so Daniel loses. It's still The Fiend. Roman Reigns is the rumor that it's going to be Roman Reigns versus The Fiend. Um, we'll see if they carry that through, but the, the dark horse in that would be Braun Strowman, which there were, there were also some rumors about that potentially happening at some point, too. Um, so we'll have to see which way they decide to go. I think for Mania, it's going to be Roman. Um, maybe they throw in Bray or, or uh, Braun before that, like sneak him in and maybe the pay-per-view before that. Um, I don't like know. Fast we'll lane. I exactly. Something like yeah. that. Right. So, yeah, but I, I would say it'd probably be Roman. Roman winning the Rumble and going on to face uh, or, well, actually, the way it ended, too, with Roman and uh, King Corbin being at odds. I mean, I guess the one way that you could have both of those things is they're both in the Rumble. I would hope they don't put them in a singles match against each other at Royal Rumble, but um, yeah, I just that just kind of crossed my mind. Like, I don't want to see that. Right? But it could happen, though, because you know, that's what they're building towards, right? Yeah, yeah. Unfinished they, business. Right. So either they would have a singles match, and then whoever is left standing is still in the Royal Rumble, or they 
have a big part of the Royal Rumble, like a like a big thing in it is the two of them sharing the ring and like, you know, just just taking the focus of the Rumble for a good portion of time, which I don't know. You don't think they'll eliminate each other from the Rumble if that happens, both of them? Yeah. And that I, I, I would be I okay with that. Operate, yeah, I was just about to say that I would actually uh, be okay with that. Yeah. You know, if they eliminate each other, then, you know, maybe now you got somebody being unpredictable to win the World Rumble. I mean, what I would love to see is an NXT superstar win the Rumble and challenge Adam Cole. Like, not to challenge for the Universal, not to challenge for the WWE Championship. Just a championship opportunity. Yes, yes. For the champion of your choosing and to challenge Adam Cole. Like to really legitimize, like, hey, NXT, like, we're serious. This is people want to stay at NXT. NXT is the third brand. So, you know, if it's like Keith Lee, let's say, because of the year that he's had, you know, Keith Lee says, and people will think, oh, maybe Keith Lee's going to use this opportunity to jump, you know, and to go against The Fiend or to go against Brock Lesnar. But, you know, what if he decides to go against Adam Cole? You know, like, I think that could be cool. What year was that when? It was John Cena as WWE champion, Batista mm-hmm. as the world heavyweight champion, and mm-hmm. then Bobby Lashley as the ECW hardcore. Oh, and the Undertaker had had the choice. The oh. was that when he won the Royal Rumble, um, and he decided and he had an opportunity to pick what championship he wanted to go for. Let me see, because now we're going back a little bit. Yeah, um, we are. John Cena, because <laughs> <laughs> that WrestleMania. Let me think. John Cena. What, what was the rumble where it was Cena versus um, uh, JBL? Ooh. I couldn't tell you that. WrestleMania 21? I'm looking it up right now. Okay. I think it was I think it was WrestleMania 21. Let me look and see what the card was for that WrestleMania. Yeah, because that would be cool if they put that stipulation on it. Like, you know, the winner from the World Rumble has their pick of picking a main championship. Right. Like either any of the any of the three, not just, you know, the two. Now, since NXT is is being respected more. um, Let me see. Wait. Yeah. Batista defeated Triple H. Johnson defeated. But where is Bobby Lashley? See, they're not even talking. ECW wasn't even a part of that. No, I'm trying to say when did was it? Because that year was it, two, was it 2000 and it was eight the, or nine. See that? Okay, maybe it was that would make sense because this one was on uh, 2005, the WrestleMania 21, where Cena was the. Let me see. I think he was the. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember the year that ECW had. You know, it was his own brand. Yeah, okay, so Cena was the WWE champion. Batista was the world heavyweight champion. 2005 is WrestleMania. Um, Bobby Lashley is ECW champion. WWE championship. WWE champion. Fifth person match. Two thousand six, two thousand six, yeah, yeah. So right after that, then right. So so probably two thousand six. It was when that happened. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, so 2000, eh, 2006 or 2007, one of those two, and during those those years was when that happened, when when uh, all three of them were champion, and then that stipulation was was out there. Was So so it was Undertaker during that Royal Rumble that it, he had won it? I want to say he won, won it, and then Cause he, and I, I remember maybe that's, all four of them in the ring, and then it was all champions. It was Batista, John Cena, uh, and Bobby Lashley, Undertaker. And he was looking around, and he was looking to make his choice. And I'm WrestleMania believe he, 23, and he chose Batista, it. right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the. Uh, let's see, was that like 2008 or nine? That was 2007. So was that, that was 2007. Yeah, it's a Undertaker chooses WrestleMania 23 opponent, uh, February 5th, 2007. Yeah. Because there's even a video on YouTube of that moment where, yeah, he's choosing. I see John Cena, Batista came out, brought, uh, Bobby Lashley was there. Yep, yep. everything yep. you said, yep. Then he chose, then he chose Batista. Yeah. Yep. Because that, that must have been the, yeah, Batista versus, versus Undertaker WrestleMania. Yeah, that was a crazy match, too. Mm-hmm. Man, but yeah, yeah. So it, they could revisit that and make that a thing where you have all three champions show up in the ring, right? Whoever, yeah, like whether it be Keith Lee, whether it be you know Roman Reigns, whether it be just whoever, whoever they decide to have have win the Rumble, just they they make that moment again. They like revisit that from from two thousand man like thirteen years ago. That's insane. Yeah, I that's know, that long man. ago. But <laughs> I'm showing my age here a bit. Hey man, I mean we go back, we go back. We so do. that that helps with the you know the the whole history of it and us being able to speak to it is pretty cool. So. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I like that. I like that idea of just like kind of bringing like, that's a good like rehashing, in my opinion, you know, because what a cool moment, man. Like when you had all through all three of those guys as champion and then you had a legend like The Undertaker yeah. and setting up like and he's undefeated at the time, too. Yeah. So it's like, all right, which one of these guys is going <laughs> to try to lose? He's going to lose basically at that time. <laughs> right. But the whole thing, too, was, I mean, who could break the streak? Yeah. And all three guys, and you could say on paper, they would have a shot at exactly. beating that. All beating three him. were legit champs, man. Think about it. We would just talk about the caliber. It was John Cena, uh, Batista, and Bobby Lashley at the time when he was just a dominant. Prime. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby at, at that time was, was all, like, I remember when Bobby went against John Cena and I was rooting for Bobby Lashley to beat him. I was mad that that Cena beat him as easily as he did because it just seemed like so straightforward. Um, but Bobby was was intimidating, man. Like he was just cut from that same like Brock Lesnar, Goldberg cloth of like, okay, this guy's unstoppable, you know. He was a um, legit MMA, yeah, athlete as well, man. Yeah, he had that in his repertoire. So yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, it, it's uh, like I said, it'd be cool to to revisit that. I like I like that they would potentially be able to bring that kind of a moment back. So hopefully, hopefully they chose choose to go that way. So yeah, man. Um, like I like we were saying, we're, we're not going to go into detail too much on the actual shows that happened this week. But what we are going to do gloss over. 
<laughs> we just gloss over. We just kind of gave a, a nice little summary. So I think oh, no. that's that's pretty in good. In a positive way, I guess. In a positive spin, exactly. Right. There's negative, but we're not going right. to. We're not going to make this a negative podcast. Right. Rant, the end of the know. year show. Exactly. We'll have a little bit of fun with it. Be yes. a positive spin. <laughs> so we're going to look at some of the year end accolades that have been put out there. Some of the uh, the awards that have been dished out by a couple of uh, different outlets here. Um, and also talk about. Uh, some uh, awards yet to be determined, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the NXT awards that they're going to be doing. They're going to decide that or or at least uh, publicize that next Wednesday. So, you know, we'll have the, the full you know round, rundown of all the winners then. But uh, we're going to we're going to go over it and talk about the nominees and just discuss, make our predictions or um, I guess. It's half and half, part prediction, part I guess who we think should win. Um, so we'll we'll, yeah. we'll go over it and see and see what that we sounds we'll about do. right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. But um, so let, let's let me actually just get this one out of the way. So the um, the WWE's show, what WWE backstage, they had their year end winners. And Devin, you said you saw this this show, whereas I didn't see it, but I see the results in front of me. Um, and looking at it, I'm like, mm, this is kind of like pretty safe. Like, yeah, all these that's picks. all it was. Oh, your champions. Oh, they get best of the year. award. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what they did. You know, it's like, really? I mean, so you have the let's see the best. Well, I'll start from the bottom. We'll go over there. WWE moment of the year. Kofi Kingston winning the WWE championship at WrestleMania 35. Uh, then you had uh, WWE Breakthrough Superstar of the Year, or Superstars of the Year, the Street Profits. Okay, that's fine. Uh, the Women's Tag Team of the Year, the Kabuki Warriors, uh, which that name we don't really say. You don't so say I, it. Yeah. yeah I'm surprised yeah. that you even said that. I read it. It was like a Ron Burgundy situation that, you know, was right. up on, on the screen. So I ended up reading it. <laughs> <laughs> the team of Asuka and Kyrie Sane. There you team go. Asuka and Kyrie Sane ended up winning that. Uh, men's Tag Team of the Year, The New Day, uh, the WWE Female Superstar of the Year, Becky Lynch, and Male Superstar of the Year, Bray Wyatt. So, yeah, just really, really safe and kind of like, and, and I'm surprised they didn't have an overall Superstar of the Year where they put the men versus the women just to yeah. give us someone, like one person to be the overall. No, even though I was, because you said you didn't watch it, right? I didn't watch enough. So when they announced the, you know, the winners, they go straight to the to one of the rosters, like Becky Lynch. She does like a response video and thank. And it clearly says on the graphic, it says female superstar of the year. But she's saying, oh, you guys just didn't give me, you know, female. I'm your top superstar of the year. I'm, I'm kind of confused about it. I'm like, but it clearly it says female superstar of the year on your graphic. I, I think they there was miscommunication there with That's, what it sounds like. Yeah. Like, that's probably what it was. <laughs> she she's assuming one way, but they actually are displaying it another way. So yeah, that is confusing. Yeah, but I'm like, I would agree if she's the top, you know, superstar of the year. I would definitely give it to Becky. Well, if you put Bray versus Becky, I mean, it would be Becky. You know, I think that's pretty clear. Bray's had a big year, but you know, it's it's still. We're still coming off of Becky main eventing WrestleMania Mm -hmm. and Bray. It feels like he's just kind of getting started with the whole fiend uh, persona being at its. uh, I don't know. It was at a high and then it's kind of dropped off a little bit bit, recently. You keep on seeing the fiend and they're doing the mm -hmm. same old same. So, yeah, I get it. So I, I guess I'm saying I'm still in a wait and see mode with Bray. 
Yeah. Yeah. Same same here. I mean, there was a point where I was I was completely sold and then that the match that he had with uh Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell kind of just made the whole thing drop off and I was like I don't know about this man. If they're gonna have these red light, this red light thing going on the whole time, I'm just gonna hate watching Bray Wyatt matches from now on. That's just who I was gonna be. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of uh, in the same boat now. Whereas I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure how, how I'm gonna feel about this character going forward. I'd much rather see Bray than the Fiend right now, just because I actually get to see the matches versus strain my eyes. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Um, and the other thing about this is no NXT. I know, man. That's hmm. It's weird. Is it because the NXT have his own award show, so they didn't want to confuse on anybody to the casual fan? It's weird because Survivor Series they just had all three co- combined, and now you're you're having two separate awards. I I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. just feel like it's weird. It and is, it is. I think I think it's it's also kind of safe on their part because if you put the NXT superstars in this, then I think Becky. I don't know. I mean that that's the, the only Adam person. Cole. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying for a fe- for a female superstar of the year, I think Becky might be the only non NXT superstar that wins okay. the award. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they put NXT in there, that that's my thought because all the rest of them, I'm not picking Bray Wyatt over Adam Cole. You know what I'm saying? I'm not picking the New Day over the Undisputed Era. Now, the women's tag team, okay, Asuka, Kairi, Sane. There's not really an NXT side either, like women's tag teams. But that feels like, okay, that's that's a technicality, right? Like, you, it's because they, they just don't have them. But if they did, they'd probably be better, honestly. Um, just because of the way the, the tag team wrestling and, and even, I mean, the women's division in general on WWE is... is, is they have a lot of superstars, but they do. Um, I don't know that the women's tag team one. That one's tough. That one will be tough. Breakthrough superstars, yeah, it would probably be an NXT superstar moment of the year. Pff, yeah, I've got mine, and it's NXT. Um, so yeah, I think maybe that's part of the reason why is they want to shine the light on the Raw and SmackDown side separately, so that they can actually have a bunch of Raw and SmackDown stars li- listed versus having NXT completely take over that too. And then, you know, not being able to, to, to give the shine to those other superstars. But what do you think? Yeah, I believe that too, because, you know, if you look at it this way, they did, they showed a lot of love to NXT for Survivor Series weekend. Like they completely dominated that weekend. They dominated the takeover war games and it dominated Survivor Series pay-per-view. So I could, I can see the reason why they want to differentiate the two shows now or just the two rosters between NXT and, and the Raw and SmackDown uh, because of that. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I, I'm thinking, you know, just give them give them their their own moment, you know, and, and, and then NXT is going to have their own, which the way that that's laid out. I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's 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 I like it. I like it a lot. And I'm really, you know, curious as to what those picks will be. Um, it's all subjective at the end of the day. I feel like there's not really a wrong pick. It just depends on who you like more. Um, but, you know, we'll have strong opinions. Everybody's going to have their strong opinions about why, you know, one person or another would be would be the winner. But I think overall, though, it's just 
it, it's just what it is in terms of an award show. So it, it's fine. Whoever they decide to pick, you know, with with this, they pick their people. It's pretty safe. You can make a case for all of them, so it's fine. Um, but the NXT one, I'm definitely more like intrigued and and even wanting to talk about like all the nominees even more so than for the for the raw and smackdown ones because it's 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 interesting and and again the way they laid it out for nxt it seems like it it would be pretty fun to talk about so we're we're gonna do that here in a second but before we do um was it cbs sports is that who who this is that that put out this other one yeah that's right so cbs sports wrestling awards they they put out a list and it combined pretty much everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it was did. NXT, AEW, NXT, New Japan. Yeah, yeah. So it was we'll a talk- good mix. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I feel like this is this is uh, this is what I would be looking for to see like how everybody stacked up against each other. Um, but again, it's still subjective. It's still whoever the, you know, this group of people that's deciding is, is choosing to go. But I think this, this looks pretty, pretty solid overall. I would say like what, what I would probably pick for most of these. Um, so let's go through it. Smack talker of the year, funny uh, category, but I, I like it. So, uh, they picked Cody from AEW. Do you agree, sir? Smack talker of the year, Cody. Hmm. I don't view Cody as a smack talker, really. More of a, you know, a great promo guy who can cut a hell of a face promo when need to and connect with the crowd. But smack talker, uh, I would... I feel like they need clarification for this yeah. one because if it's just like <laughs> best promo, uh, like personality, I don't know how to put it, but you know, I can see overall Cody on the mic this year had been awesome, but now we're getting in technicalities of how you define smack talker. Exactly, right? man. Um, so smack talker, I feel like to me, I look at it as a person who will dig into another superstar and like just be able to to talk to me. I don't know, talk smack, like to be able to just get it go in on somebody. I probably know? put Chris Jericho. I, I was gonna say MJF, honestly. Yeah, I think MJ I think MJF get it gets that for me. I you know what? If if Cody and Chris Jericho never had this rivalry, then I'll probably pick MJF. Mm. But Chris Jericho has some great smack talking. Like, mm. just to, he's just, and he just got me sold all over again why he's a good smack talker. You yeah. know, Chris Jericho. You know what I'm saying? It could turn, you know, uh, what is it? He could turn gold, you know, shit into gold. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when he can ad lib from the cuff and, you know, when the when he kicked when he had that awesome promo introducing his new faction called the Inner Circle and he had to deal with that. We we the people chance. He literally killed that in one fell swoop. Nobody chants that shit now anymore. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Like we the people. When you see Jake Hager, nobody says we the people anymore. That he he killed it. Like that that's just that that bog, that just befuddles my mind right there. So yeah, man. To me, I would give it. To me, I would give it to you know Chris Jericho. So that's that's you know like I said, that's in my opinion. So like you said before, it's it's all opinion based. So in my eyes, 
I would give that award to Cody. And not Cody, but Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, yeah. And and I think that's that's a great answer. And I feel like you make a great case for Chris Jericho. And, you know, it's hard to disagree with that. I think with MJF, what kind of stands out to me is not even just the work that he did in ring, but the work he was doing on podcasts with Chris Jericho, with Stone Cold, and just how he was able to just just captivate even on podcasts, you know, to, yeah. to stay in character and to just, I mean, go in on everybody at that point, you know, like, and just, I don't know. I, I was, I, he won me over with that. And then you add in like his current stuff that he's doing with Cody. Um, he had one that kind of made me feel horrible when he was talking about Cody's lisp on one of his last promos. I, I was like, oh, my God, he really said that? He just really went there? This dude has no chill. Like, he just does not care. Like, he will say whatever, you know? He even t- he said, what did he say? He said, um, you know, you want to go one-on-one with me on this microphone? And he kind of, like, was like, you better, almost like a be careful what you wish for kind of yeah. thing. Yep, exactly. It, it's about to go down at this point. And then he did, man. Like, he pulled that line out about the lips. But I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. So, you know, for me, I feel like he, that is his number one weapon. His wrestling is good. But his mic work is really what makes it. Like he just like a hundred percent just owns it whenever he's on the microphone. So I feel like you know for me, he just stands out as being you know maybe the best overall promo guy right now, really yeah. for for AEW and maybe in wrestling period right now. To be honest with you, I mean it's 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 crazy to say because he's so like. Quote unquote new from a from a overall like everyone getting starting to get to know his name, seeing him on television kind of standpoint. I know he's not a rookie wrestling necessarily, but, but he's only been uh, wrestling for three to four years, I believe. Well, there you go. That's that's nothing in the wrestling business. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. that's crazy. He's so not even props a to bet him yet, man. He's yeah, still learning. Yeah, I, I just got I, I'm really blown away by how comfortable he is on the microphone, how ruthless he is on the microphone, how confident. And yeah, man, I just I want to hear what he has to say every time he has the the microphone in his hands. It's great. But Chris Jericho, he's he's it's like the two of them I could put as one and one a with that. I like both of them over Cody, to yeah, be honest. With you know, what? and I can't even disagree with your pick, you know, yeah. with MJF, you stay great reasons too and this is one of the reasons why I gravitated toward MJF because of his promos he did at live with Chris Jericho and especially with Stone Cold and Stone Cold was just taken by this character and he was just having fun with it too you can you can tell Stone Cold was enjoying this like man I just want to keep this going because this is just a a rare breed right here that you just don't want to let go right now you just enjoying the moment yeah so, yeah, man, I feel like so with this award, I think if you say even, even for me, if we just said, hey, best promo, right, best, best guy at, at doing the promo, um, I would still put those two guys over Cody. Much respect to Cody for sure. But, you know, those two are just kind of like it's a, it's another level. I feel like the fans 
are really behind Cody and they're just like they will they eat they're eating up every word and every moment that Cody's out there. So it's a little bit of a different thing. I don't necessarily think it's what he's saying. I think it's it's the passion he says it with and the crowd just loves him and it just kind of works together. He's just a great baby face right now. So, you know, that that's I think it's working for him and I love what he's doing. I think he's he is a great smack talker. He's a great promo guy, but he's not that type of smack talker, which is why it's kind of hard when you say smack talker and say Cody, it's like, ah, I, I can, I can, I see it here. And there, I, I see it, but it's not, it's not like a Chris Jericho type of smack, smack talk. It's a little bit different. Um, he has his own way to do it. Um, I think another honorable mention, really, we haven't seen this guy in a while, though, but uh, Velveteen Dream, you know, I think, you know, could, deserves a little bit of love in terms of the, the smack talk category. You know, just his overall, like, the way he, he, he you know, his charisma, how he uses his charisma in his promos to really get in the head of his of his opponent. You know, like, I felt like this year he really kind of took that next step. Unfortunately, um, the injury has kind of gotten him off of people's radars, but I feel like he also, too, is just a, a great overall, like, mic uh, worker, promo guy, smack talker, whatever you want to call it. So I just want to spend a, send a little shout out his way, too, because I think he does a really great job with it as well. Um, so, yeah, but let's let's keep it going. Um, promo of the year, Cody Silver Spoon, AW. Um, so they gave him that one, too. Um, so the silver spoon one, that's the one where he was talking about, I think it's the one where he's talking about Chris Jericho yeah. and how they're both like Chris Jericho was talking about how, uh, Cody came up with a silver spoon in his mouth and then Cody fired back saying, um, well, we must've been eating from the same spoon because last I checked your dad, you know, was a hockey player. You had all this too. And so, you know, he also talked about the whole, uh, you can buy Chris Jericho's book on Amazon for like eight bucks or whatever, like that whole promo. I thought it was a great promo overall. I feel like I would, I, this is one where I'd want to do some research to go back and see some of the other promos that went on during the year. Cause I don't know if this is necessarily the best one of the year, but I definitely felt it. It, it, it had me in that moment kind of captivated and wanting to see this match happen. So I, I don't really, I can't really argue with it, but I feel like if really dug deep, I could find some other ones. Yeah. I think, to me, I think promo to you, it will go to Cody because that promo right there, I think that was his moment that here he is a made guy. He is the face of AEW because that was like the promo of the year for a face. Like mm-hmm. you connect with the crowd, your the energy you're sensing. Everybody is just, you know, hanging on to every last word that you're speaking you know, and you could tell that was heartfelt. Even Tony Schiavone, you could tell a little bit. He was kind of shaken up by this promo. He was just enjoying it because it's like a once in a lifetime promo that you probably won't hear again like that. And and the way he was, you know, his voice was breaking up. He was talking about his wife, his sister. He was talking about his dad. To me, that that hit every element, you know, for promo of the year for me, man. So I I would give it to Cody. Yeah, like I said, it's it's hard to argue that one because I felt it right there in that moment. So you know, I think it was a great promo overall. Um, yeah, not not you won't really get much uh, argument from me on on that. Um, I feel like if you look at maybe some of the stuff that not not to say it was better, but just to throw out some other things here and there. Um, when Kevin Owens was talking about 
uh, Shane McMahon and how he was taking away time from the guys in the back. And he was mentioning people that actually weren't wasn't getting TV time like Buddy Murphy and Oscar. You know, that to me, it was kind of like a whoa, what is happening? I feel like we're breaking the fourth wall here. Like we're we're talking about some real stuff right now. You know, so that was that was kind of a crazy promo, too. So I feel like Kevin Owens has done some really great work this year. Just kind of like being being himself, but also addressing like like putting backstage things out there on front street in front of the camera and making the promos feel more real because of it. So I think he's also done some, some, comp, some, uh, work that should be, should be at least recognized. So, you know, great, great stuff by him. Um, so we'll keep moving here. Uh, best pay-per-view of the year. So this is tough because Wrestle Kingdom 13, I didn't see it. Um, so I can't tell you for a fact what had happened at, at that one. Um, but New Japan, that they gave it to them. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I got to respect it because I hadn't seen it. I can't say, no, this wasn't it. You know, so it's, it's hard to, to argue against that. Um, but we'll revisit this when we get to to the NXT portion of it because they also oh, have so a, a... I'm guessing it's a takeover for you then. Well, yes, I guess for NXT, it probably would be, to be honest with you, because I can't really imagine putting, you know, (laughs) WrestleMania or Royal Rumble over any of the takeovers. (laughs) Like, no, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, right. The eight hour WrestleMania. Come on, bro. Right. (laughs) Eight hour WrestleMania, whatever it was. No, no. Oh, man. I mean, because this Wrestle Kingdom that they're talking about, this isn't, there was a, what was the show where it was ROH and New Japan combined? That wasn't Wrestle Kingdom, right? That was Wrestle Kingdom, because they do have Ring of Honor in there. Wrestle Kingdom was the Ring of Honor, that was the combined one? Oh, because I saw that. And I, then I would actually disagree because I saw the whole thing and I, I was not a, a I thought there were some good some good matches, but I also thought there were some bad matches. So I, I hope that's not what this was. Yeah, I didn't watch the last Wrestle Kingdom. 13 here. Let me I'm actually going to pull it up right now. All right. Wrestle Kingdom 13. Let me see. I see this because that was at Madison Square Garden. The one that I saw. Oh yeah, the one with uh, Big Cass and Enzo came back. Yes, 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 that one, that okay. one. So this one, it looks like it was. Oh, okay. I think this is the one where it was um, Jericho versus um, Kenny Omega. Let me see. Nope, nope, that's not it. This was Hiroshi Tanashi defeated Kenny Omega in the main event. It looks like. Um, where was Jericho in this? Because Jericho's on the poster. Is it Tanahashi and Chris Jericho? Is that his name there? Hiroshi Tanahashi? No. <laughs> that's not, no, no, no. That's a whole different, yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi, yeah, I see him. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a totally different person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing him here. No, I forget. There, there is a what was it? Painmaker is what they call him. Yeah, you know that's his. That's one of his um, his uh, aliases. But yeah, no, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenny Omega for the championship, and he won the championship. Uh, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson were in his corner. Um, yeah, it's just weird though because I'm seeing on the poster, I'm seeing Jericho here. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't see him in the list of matches, though. So maybe there was like a 
impromptu thing. I don't know. But needless to say, like I said, hadn't seen it, so can't really say no to you know to this. Oh, here we go. Tetsu Tetsuya Naito uh beat Jericho. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Naito, okay. Yeah, for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, Jericho was champion and he Jericho lost. So both Jericho and Ken Omega lost in that. That's wow. Um Okada lost to Jay White. That's a that that's a pretty awesome match. They actually so they had then a let me see. See something. Yeah, that was a rematch. I guess that must have been the rematch that I saw because the one in MSG they they also fought there too. Jay White versus Okada. That that was pretty good. It was it was long, but it was good. Um, Cody and Juice Robinson, uh, Zack Saber Jr. versus Tomohiro Ishii, Will Ospreay versus Cody Bushi. Dude, I need to see that. I match remember seeing that match. That match alone. Okay. Okay. Dude. Okay. Those two are, so, are legit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see, I remember seeing that match on YouTube. Just that match alone. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see that. I need to go see, see it. Because oh see man, it. I'm not going to explain it to you. Just go see. It. Oh man. Go see. It. They went like, and oh my God. Speaking of AEW, whatever you have to do to get Kode Bushi and Will Ospreay in the company, make that happen because those two guys right there. Oh my God! Talk about raising the bar you know, in terms of superstars, man. Those guys are just now. I feel the like speed these both yeah. guys can go. Oh my God, man, man, man! I mean, Will Osprey is basically you know ricochet, like just in terms of like the, exactly. the ability, you know, like they they can they're just amazing, both of them. Um, yeah, and Kota Ibushi, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic and was just amazing. I was pissed that he didn't win, but you know it is what it is. Kota Ibushi though was clearly the the best guy there. Him and Zack Saber Jr. But whatever. It's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, man, that that's it's it's got a pretty sick card, so I can see why they why they said what they said. But there's still some takeovers that I would put over this, just because I, I love the format. We talk about it all the time five five matches, matches. Yeah. yes. Because Wrestle Kingdom, that's like a five hour show, dude. Yeah, ten <laughs> matches and all these matches. I mean, the main event went forty minutes. Yeah, the first match went twenty seven minutes. Like. This is, yeah. Some of them, okay. Like the, let me see. The Jericho match went 22 minutes. The one we're talking about, Will Ospreay and Kotobushi, went 18 minutes. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., actually, that one was kind of quick. With Tomohiro Ishii, that went 11 minutes. 11 minutes and 37 seconds. Uh, Cody's match only went 9 minutes, and he lost. So, yeah, that was short. Wow. That was really short, yeah. It's like all the AEW guys ended up just getting... Just losing, and they were all. Cha- Looks like. Let me see. You know what? I, I remember hearing a story about they all just dropped the belts. Thing. It, it was about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega saying like the way they got treated at the last Wrestle Kingdom was, you know, was kind of bogus because they heard about them leaving and starting uh-huh. AEW. Then yeah, they all got buried. Hell Maybe that's yeah. what's going on because I'm looking at this. <laughs> Like Cody, Cody's match was for the United, the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, and he lost. Then you had, um, let's see, Jericho. He was the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, and he lost. He had Kenny Omega. He was the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, and he lost. Like, yeah, it's just completely left and right. Let me see where the, where are the Young Bucks? Were they here? I'm not seeing them. I'd have to look into that. But yeah, man, it, it's just, yeah, that's crazy. Like all of them losing like that in the same night, 
you know, I guess yeah, that that would make sense, right? That they're trying to just say, all right, we're you guys are leaving. Well, the heck with you. We're just going to have you guys all lose, and that way we're putting over our guys and and sending you off, and that's it. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, actually, Young Bucks they were in. There was a three way tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. They lost to let's see a team. It was I can't man. This is gonna be a hard name to say. Los Ingo. I cannot say that. I'm just gonna leave that alone. Sonata and Evil. If you the, can't say it, I know. I definitely can't dude. say that shit. Gobernables <laughs> de Japón. Yeah, Los Ingobernables de Japón. I would man. Yeah, just I need stop to hear it. them say just that. Just stop it. Yeah, Sonata <laughs> and Evil. That's the remember is Sonata and Evil. Oh boy, wow, interesting, interesting. So they ended up winning that. All right, so yeah, just uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13. There's looks like some interesting matches. Check it out if you can. Definitely that Will Ospreay Cody Abushi Kota Abushi match. I have to see because those two guys. You know what? I could have swore I sent you the link for that for that matchup. Yeah, hmm. that's Maybe. not like me to see some shit like that and not share it to you. I mean, maybe I had seen it like briefly or seen a portion of it, yeah. but I, I've, I feel like I'm just I'm a I'm a huge fan of both of those guys' work, and so you know, I, even if I've seen it, I'd want to see it again just oh, yeah. just to refresh my memory because <laughs> it's just it, it seems so worth it. Those two are great. Um, let's Usually keep moving. The matches are the ones you can see over and over again. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's keep it moving through these. So, feud of the year: Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Thoughts? Hell yeah! Cool. <laughs> Hell. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say something else after that, but I'm gonna keep it semi clean. Okay. Okay. No, fair enough. I mean, no argument for me here, man. Like this is that was a great feud overall. Just, just love it. We can even just keep it moving because you know we'll we'll have these yeah, guys because we're gonna go more in more. depth in the next yeah. next part. That's why I'm just gonna we keep will. it at hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> Commentator of the year. Psh, yeah, they better pick nope, him. Exactly. Mauro Ronaldo. Exactly. Yes. Yes, yeah, 100%. you could have got a mini rant if I would have saw something else. Anybody else? And yeah, no, I don't even think we would have brought up this list. I'd have just been like, "This is." This, I, it's like, are you it's, kidding me? I'm throwing it out. Yeah, <laughs> right. whoever did this doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's gone. Um, so yeah, Mauro Nalo got it. So awesome for him. Tag team of the year, the Lucha Bros. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, they are the tag team of the year with the Usos being being not you know MIA. You know, still. Hoping, hoping that you know those guys are okay. You know, we had a couple of what was it a DUI? Yeah, runs with the law. Yeah, yeah so it seems like they've been right, keeping but... their nose clean now. So hopefully, we yeah. get to see them in twenty twenty, man. Because tag team division desperately needs them. Needs them. It needs them. Hundred percent. It does. It does. Um, rookie of the year, MJF. All right, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna disagree MJF. with that. Yeah, I can really disagree with that. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, breakthrough Wrestler of the Year, Rhea Ripley, NXT. I like that pick. Yeah, I can't really pick anybody else over her for that one. Comeback Wrestler of the Year, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that, that, that fits. Yeah. That fits. Yeah, I don't know. I, what do you think? Who Finn would you Balor. Pick? As a, oh, well, okay. It's just, it just, mm, I guess the timing, you know, like, I feel like, Bray was gone, right? Like, he wasn't on television at all. And then he did the Firefly Funhouse. And that, like, at first, I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. And then it started to catch on. And then he had the Fiend persona. And then there was the the match with Finn Balor that put it over the top in that entrance. And I'm like, damn. 
he went from non-existent to being everything. Like he was the the the, the most over superstar in WWE at that time. Now, post that, since that, it's kind of fallen off and been kind of this weird thing. Um, so I, I get you. And Finn Balor is, seems to be on the rise now with just his new, you know, resurgence, basically back in NXT, Prince Balor. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. His promos feel more authentic now. Like I can connect with it the way he just he says, you know, uh, about what happened to him at last, you know, SummerSlam last, not last SummerSlam, but yeah, it was last SummerSlam. Yeah, last SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. last SummerSlam about him and Bray Wyatt and, you know, and he, he just came back with a new look, new attitude, new monarch. You know, I'm I'm digging his new attitude. I'm loving it. I've seen like he just he revamped. He revamped his career now because mm. I think he just yeah. could have got lost in. the. Sh- well, it felt like he was getting lost in the shuffle when he was part of the SmackDown and WWE Raw roster. Like he was just just another one of their guys that they didn't want to use like Ricochet right now. I feel. Yeah. But Finn Balor, he was able to go back to NXT and revamp his career and look at him now man he's back in that prominent role yeah man i it's again it's it's you make a great point um i don't think there's a wrong answer there you know going with one or the other uh for me at least i feel like there's no wrong answer i can make a case for both of them um i guess if i'm picking and just looking at what they what what bray wyatt versus finn um i kind of lean bray wyatt just because I'm not going to hold against him uh, for for this thing, for picking, you know, comeback wrestler of the year. Um, I, I'm going to weigh the good over the bad. Um, and with Finn, I feel like it kind of just is starting to kick off. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just, just from that, it's, it's close. It's real close for them. But overall, I, I think I would still just show that respect to Bray and say, yeah, man, like his career was saved basically by this. It was. Whereas Finn, was. I wasn't really afraid of his career necessarily being over. Uh, I was worried about his career because I felt like he was just, you know, like I said, I felt like he was just another superstar, just another one of the guys, a utility guy. Well, I think that, yeah, like he, he kind of was, there were times where he wasn't on SmackDown, just so with Shinsuke Nakamura, right? Mm-hmm. Like both of those guys, they would be champion and not even be on the show for like months. And you're like, even when he was an IC champ, guys? you know, he was right. Being exactly. Booked. I'm like, what the hell, bro? Exactly. But I guess I never thought that like there was a point where they would actually release one of those guys. You know, I thought that it would be, you know, again, we're just not seeing them used properly. I would hope if they if that continued, they would just let them go so they can go to AEW. But I never thought that that would actually happen with Bray. I feel like we were on the cusp, man, because, again, it, it, it had been for the amount of time that Finn wasn't there and Shinsuke wasn't there. Bray Wyatt was missing for a much longer period of time, it felt like. Yeah. You know, and, and he was in a tag team with Matt Hardy and then Matt Hardy got hurt. And then he was gone, too. And then Martin Hardy came back and Bray Wyatt was nowhere to be seen. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. I thought the reason he was gone was because of of Matt, you know, but th- now Matt's wrestling and he's like old school Matt Hardy and doing all this stuff. And where the hell is Bray? <laughs> so, you know, that, that was a real problem, man. I was I was literally thinking they're getting ready to release this dude. This sucks. 
But um, yeah, for him to come back and in this way, and now he's he's uh, you know universal champion, and you know for all the negatives, he's still you know pretty somewhat hot still right now. You know, like it's it's still kind of this thing that's really dominating the the focus of of SmackDown. Um, you know that he's been sold to Fox really as being like the guy over even Brock Lesnar being on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, for Fox. So a, that, a that's switch. huge. Yeah. Yeah. To be the face of, of, of SmackDown essentially is, is crazy for Bray. So, you know, kudos and shout out to, to him. And yeah, I think, I think I, I would lean that way, but no, no strong arguments against what you're saying too, because I, I feel like, you make a great case and you know Finn would be well deserving of it too. I think that's a that's your opinion and I I respect it and I could see making that case as well. Yeah, man. Like I I'm not going to go against the Bray Wyatt too cuz like he did, you know, save his career with this and like I said before when everybody was kind of being critical of his, you know, Firefly Funhouse when it was just so new, I was I was looking at it a totally different way like man, this is so smart. Like like people just don't see it yet, but I see it right now is different. The way he's going to be possibly have like a, a different, uh, you know, different uh, personality with this too, which he did end up having the fiend character too. So we'll open uh, another door for that. Just like mankind, the dude love, uh, you know, personalities too. So that's kind of cool that he's able to open the door to his character now as, as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. So let, let's keep it moving through this because we got a couple more more of these to get through here. So I'm gonna do these last, well, these one, these couple ba- backwards because they have worst first, but I'm gonna do the best first. Best moment or angle of the year went to Kofi Kingston when he won the WWE title at WrestleMania 35. Um, it was a great moment, so you know I, I, I would I would give him that for sure. Um, so I don't really think there's much discussion there. I mean, I think you would agree probably with that, yeah, right, man. Not gonna okay. no disagreement right here, man. So we'll move on yep. from that one. But worst moment or angle of the year they have as the wild card rule. Um, oh, it man. was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. It was. But I especially when was- Michael Cole was saying in his cadence, the wild card rule is in effect. The wild card rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but I actually think. This Bobby Lashley Lana mm. angle mm. is worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse. Yeah, preach, preach. Just, just. It, I mean, come on, man. Like this thing has just been like cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, Lana on the microphone has been awful. Like, so annoying, man. I prefer just... that accent now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't want to hear back. your regular voice anymore. <laughs> if you're gonna do this, just go ahead and do it in that. Accent. Exactly. Maybe it just okay. It's it's it's, it's oh, easier man. now for me to to listen to it. But now it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, man. So yeah, I, I think that's the worst angle of the year. Actually, I think that one is is takes the cake. And honorable mention to the best in the world, Shane McMahon. I think that one too, uh, because it's been a little bit. Yes, but damn, uh, that was pretty terrible. <laughs> that was pretty. That's, terrible. that's that's a good honorable mention right there. <laughs> Very good. I will go with the uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley, of course, worst yes. angle yes. of the year. Yes, slash moment, and then on, honorable mention. Yes, best in the world, Shane McMahon story. When that was just they was just running it 
down our throats. Seriously. Like, oh my God, I could, we just couldn't escape this. When I thought we could, and you were like, no, we're not going to, they're not done with this. I'm like, yeah, they are. And here we go again, another round of Shane McMahon and, and uh, Kevin Owens. Oh my yeah. God. Before that, it was The Miz. Yeah. This is when Miz, you know, imploded he, sanity. He beat Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> he beat Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre couldn't beat Roman Reigns, yeah. but he came yeah. Shane McMahon. He beat Roman. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. come on, guys. This is just this is dumb. It is. This is just can't beat Roman Reigns. God, yeah, it was. It, I almost want to put that at number one. The more I think about it, it's starting to piss me off all over again. Just thinking about Shane McMahon beating Roman Reigns, just being so dominant. Maybe this is a one A one B right here. <laughs> Seriously, both of those two were just bad. I mean, the the. Um, Greg Hamilton's announcement of best in the world was the one saving grace for this whole thing because when he would do it, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. His that, that was on point like, every guilty, time. Guilty pleasure was that moment when Shane would make him say that. But after that, booking. it was like, all right, I'm done with this. Just I'm throw done. it away, throw it in the trash. Yeah, I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> yes. Oh man, yeah. And I guess you know it, this. This isn't anywhere near as bad as some of these that we're talking about but the whole Baron or King Corbin with dog food you know that whole thing was kind of like uh and just the the way he's been doing the whole bringing out the dog the guy in the dog costume and I, I didn't really like that angle I wouldn't put it anywhere near as no, bad as some of these other ones yeah. but you know but that's just a two. recent one yeah those two though wow best in the world we did some oh about especially the the Shane McMahon yeah yeah, I was agitated by that. I was. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it was the worst. It was the worst. So, yeah, man, those two definitely awful. Um, all right, so getting down to it, match of the year: Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Two out of three falls. NXT Takeover New York. Thoughts, sir? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> I am going to say yeah. Oh, am, with the honorable, honorable mention of Walter and Tyler Bate. That's okay. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. That, that I, I, I must, I'm, I must make that clear and clarify. So man, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just saying I'm not going to overlook that match because that was a damn good match. Damn good match, man. But I got to go to John, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole going for the, for the vacant title two out of three. And and that takeover car New York was was pretty damn good too. You you you, sir. You 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 were, uh, <laughs> you were doing awesome, man. Right now, like I am shocked <laughs> actually hearing you talk about this. If we could rewind that debate that we had <laughs> post that matchup, you loved everything about that card. But when it came to this, you were so angry at how it went down. So for you to come around and say best match of the year, cause I, and I swear I even brought it up then. I said, watch, this is going to get nominated for match of the year. It's going <laughs> to happen because it was it's Johnny Gargano, yeah. he's always you know nominated for match of the years, and then you had Adam Cole, and just the emotion of it, I was like, man, I could see it. So props to you, man. Props to you for for being able to say, you know what, match of the year, even over Walter versus um, oh man, what's his, Tyler what Bate? You just said Tyler Bate. Thank you. Uh, I mean that matchup. I was it, how long did that match go? Forty minutes. 
Wow. Wow. And yet I didn't feel it. It didn't feel like, Ooh. damn, why is this going so long? No, you know, it, it just felt it felt right. And I I was torn on the two as well. That's the other one that popped in my mind. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I almost wanted to just pick that one, really, just because I, from a wrestling standpoint, I feel like that matchup, you know, was just so, so good. But I think at the end of, and the, the end of the day, yeah, Adam Cole. Versus Johnny Gargano, two out three falls, New York. Oh my God! I literally stood up and was feeling it. Was rooting so hard. For, well, first of all, I will say this: we had the the predictions, and we were both picking against each other. You picked Adam Cole. I picked Johnny. Yeah, Gargano. Let's share a little background story, <laughs> right? And so I was rooting hard for Johnny Gargano from that aspect, but I also was just so enthralled by the matchup and just how they booked it. How they they both kind of you know just could felt like they could win at any point. Um, yeah, man, they're both just so great. They were just so great, and the wrestling was amazing, and the storytelling was amazing, and it's just like wow. I was just like wow the whole time. Um, one of my favorite matches I've ever seen. Period. Just just the emotion and it was great. So yeah, man, it's it's hard to argue that, and and I I won't. It's it's, it's that's my pick. That's my pick. Yeah, man. It's a, you know, with me, it was a completely one eighty. So when when like when I first saw this match, I was livid at the ending because yes, it was you were so many finishers. Adam Cole was getting not Adam Cole. I'm sorry, John Gargano was getting hit with because it was uh, undisputed who who interfered and they was doing. I think Gargano got hit with high low. Yep. Then I think Roger Strong hit him with his finisher, and then. And then he got hit with the last shot right after that, and he still yeah. kicked out. Yeah. And I was just so pissed. So pissed. So pissed. Like, because to me, at that time, it did not make sense. And I yeah. did not understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just refused it to see the way you that you kind of broke it down. Mm-hmm. And it took me a fair amount of time to finally see what this story was all about, you know, and then, you know what? And I needed to see the complete journey too. If maybe if, if their feud would have stopped right there, I probably wouldn't even put match, probably put it, I probably wouldn't even put that for match of the year. But yet, because I seen their complete feud, I got to put it match of the year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's fair, honestly. And I never, you know, and I never said like Johnny Gargano was a trash wrestler. I already said he was no, a great no, wrestler, no. man. You never did. Yeah, you never did. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I already gave his kudos. I always gave this man the respect that this dude deserves. All right. So, but yeah, man, I think that's the reason why too. I needed to see the complete outcome, and that's what it was. And and hell yeah, man, it's just definitely match of the year. Again, man, just hey, props to you, man. It takes it takes a, a a lot to to own up to something like that and just be like, look, I see, I saw it one way, but I, it took some time, but I was able to see it another way. So I, I commend you for that. And yeah, man, that's you're telling like it is, man. You're speaking truth, and I I, I respect it. So you know that that's awesome to hear you say that. And yeah, man, it, it's just it's great. It was a great matchup. Great, uh, you know, just rivalry that they had and and when when you said because we were talking about um one of the things was 
was what rivalry of the your feud of the year feud yeah year. over johnny gargano yes. i'm like okay okay let's see where this goes i was anticipating <laughs> where when this matchup came up i'm like hmm what is he gonna say because that was such a heated debate that we had was this and what he was you- wanted wanted to know before we started recording yeah, so so yes, but I didn't think it was gonna come up here. I thought it was uh, gonna come up when we were talking okay. about uh, uh, NXT. Yeah, but I didn't. I actually forgot that they had this as the match of the year on the CBS awards. So I was I was like, ooh, when we talk about um, NXT, you know, they've got a couple of of nominees that I was like, ooh, this is this match is gonna come up. I know it's gonna come up. <laughs> sure enough, CBS picked it as match of the year. I was like, oh wait, there it is. <laughs> There's no avoiding it. We're gonna get into this early. So, um, but yeah, man, nah, this was the one, this was the one. And, and to hear you again, to hear you come around on it, man, it, it's cool. Hey, I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. So I, I was, I was curious if maybe were you going to stick to your guns and just be like, nope, damn it. This is not match of the year. This was terrible. But no, you know, because I even said I was so hot, like, man, it made undisputed look weak. It, yes. it you know, if they was going to have another match, I'm not going to be invested like yeah. I was in this, yep. this one. Yep. I was, yep. I remember what I was I yep. said, all right? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying all that. I'm like, no, man. I, there's no way. Yeah. I, I could picture you yeah. still just but really being it, into it. But that didn't know? happen. Yeah. When they continued their feud past that match, it's, I was still invested when, you know, when Adam Cole visited Johnny's Gargano's family pizza shop and, you know, he was buying pieces for Johnny Gargano's uh, wrestling school off the just the disrespect right there just the storytelling right there was just like oh my god man this is gold bro so like i I gotta give props man yeah so you know for me to do a complete 180 hey i gotta admit why i was at fault this is one of them hey you know i'm not perfect (laughs) (laughs) well segueing from that um it's uh wrestler of the year overall wrestler of the year all of the like we said, this this list is encompassed WWE, so Raw, SmackDown, NXT, New Japan, AEW, even everybody, and wrestler of the year according to CBS Sports, Adam Cole, Bebe is the pick for wrestler of the year. Now I already know, Devin. I already know. There's just there's there's no argument from you for sure on this. One hundred percent. I know you're like, yep, that's that's the way it should be. This is how it is. And yeah, I, I, I respect it, definitely. I feel like there's there's a whole lot of honorable mentions for sure. Um, when we get into the NXT Maybe one, it's going to be... There can be only one. There can be only one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, that Adam Cole, they've really done a great job of having him be a fighting champion. And having his impact be felt on on Raw and SmackDown the way it was during that Road to Survivor Series kind of helped elevate him even more. So, you know, it's hard to argue like, I mean, who are you going to argue against them? Seth Rollins, you know, like it's not like Seth Rollins run. There was a point where it was really good and then it, it tapered off and the whole Fiend match at Hell in a Cell kind of was like the end it was there was no way that he was going to get that kind of recognition after something like that you know had happened so it it sucks for him because i feel like he has been doing a great job but you know it, it doesn't compare to what adam cole was doing um roman reigns yeah no he hasn't had that kind of a year um you know then you look at the AEW guys like you look at cody 
You look at uh, Chris Jericho. Um, it, it, no, none of them really compared to what Adam Cole was doing. So when you start going down the list, I feel like there's nobody on Raw, SmackDown, or AEW that compares. Um, I think Walter is kind of maybe not getting enough love for what he's been doing, mm-hmm. but that Survivor Series moment where he just got taken out by the Claymore oh, for like two my seconds. Oh, God, bro. That kind of destroyed any hope I would have said for for giving him that kudos for a wrestler of the year. <laughs> just that one moment kind of killed it. Wow, like, that's right crazy. Then and there. Only takes yeah. one. Just one, one moment. One Claymore, <laughs> and you're just knocked out of the conversation. Like that, That's it. That's it. He literally Claymored him out of wrestler of the year conversations. He was literally uh, in that match for no more than five minutes. Yeah, so that's just that's just terrible. Now, I'm I'm gonna actually take a step back too because I said no one in in Raw SmackDown or and I'm I'm talking about all the guys now. Becky Lynch, there you could make a case. I would say just playing devil's advocate, I think you could make a case for Becky Lynch in that conversation with Adam Cole. Okay, especially when you before take you keep the, going, I'm going yeah. to say real quick. I respectfully disagree, but you keep going. Oh. Totally fine, totally fine. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, playing devil's advocate, okay. I think you can make a case because the impact that Becky Lynch has had on wrestling overall, and you know she's the face of, of, of everything right now. She's the face of Raw. She's the face of WWE. She talked about it. She's on all the marketing campaigns. She's just she's everywhere. She main event in WrestleMania. She was double champion, Raw and SmackDown champion at the same time. She was in the ring with Charlotte. Are we talking about wrestler of the year? Are we talking about just being top, just top superstar, just being a superstar? I I I feel like with this, you you kind of don't separate the two. I mean, we're not talking just purely in-ring technician right we're talking about just overall like who was the the man okay you know what i'm saying and honestly like becky lynch was you know she truly was for the entire year i mean the other thing kind of against adam cole versus becky is just you look at the the timeline of her reign versus his and she was champion for a longer period of time now that's kind of a technicality but i'm just gonna throw that in there again just making a case Right to say Becky Lynch should be recognized in this conversation when we talk about overall wrestler of the of the year. So let me ask you, you know? that then, because you're saying overall. So we're we're talking about you know just just being that face of that brand and having a plethora of good matches too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can you I, see? That's where I, I disagree. With Becky, yeah. because it's not yeah. too many matches I can say like, man, those is matches your candidate for Becky. Yeah, you know, yeah. usually it's her promos that. that gets me, and then sometimes are we gonna have a good match for Becky, or it, you know, it can go either way for for yeah. but for for Adam Cole, bro. You know, yeah, those matches the, are matches exactly, like man. Like even Survivor yeah. Series, that was supposed to be a bathroom break right there when him right. and Pete Dunn end up being match of the freaking night right there, man. Yep, yep. Could have been a match of the year cont- uh, candidate too, yeah. just the way Hell that it yeah. went down. The counters man, in like, that that yeah. he was doing. Yeah, both of them coming off of uh, big matches at War Games and you know selling the injuries, injuries from and, both yeah. each other, man. Storytelling yeah. in that, oh yeah. Like so, so yeah. And again, I, I started off with just playing devil's advocate because again, she's just everywhere right now. You know, she's recognized. It it, it can't be skipped how monumental that is for a female to be seen as the face of the company. This has never happened before. Right. 
It just has never happened before. Yeah. So she, her impact, you know, she's changed wrestling forever. She, she has in terms of the way, one, she was a part of that main event. And two, she's still the face of WWE. You know, not just the face of the women's division, but over Seth, over Roman, over Brock, over everybody. She is the face of WWE right now. She is Stone Cold Steve Austin. She is The Rock. She is Shawn Michaels. You know, she's all of those guys. Hulk Hogan. You know, like she's in that category right now for this generation. You know, so it's just it's it's. I just needed to make that case. But you know, to to counter that, I think your point is well taken, and it's a it's a smart point that when it comes to the actual wrestling, I feel like there is something missing with those matches where you're kind of like it does the match live up to the hype you know that wrestlemania main event the hype was amazing Plus. the match <laughs> you know you know it, it was it was it was all right but the botched ending too and we're still kind of like if ronda ever comes back you know, she could just address that and say, you didn't actually pin me in that main event. So this whole thing that you, this whole rise, this whole run you've been on is actually based off a of sham because you never beat me. So, me you know, you there's. What's Becky's best match for 2019? Oh, man. um, Gosh. Her best match of 2019. Hmm. You know what? I mean, her performance in that uh, at that Royal Rumble, I would say, and it's hard because it's not really just one match. You know, I'm kind of cheating there a little bit, but you, she goes into Wrestle Asuka. Wrestles a pretty good match against Asuka overall. Loses the matchup, but then gets into the Royal Rumble. And then she gets hurt, but then still manages to toss out Charlotte. I feel like that's that whole, I'm putting those together as being like a wow, like a holy crap type of thing with with Becky. Yeah, I feel like there's not a one like single. If I look back at some of the matches she's had, maybe with Charlotte, that could probably be there. Maybe even like if I look closer at that match with Oscar, even though she lost, you know, like that could be one too. Um, you know, but beyond that, I like I can't say the the WrestleMania match because again, I just feel like there are some some holes there. It wasn't a perfect match; it had its issues. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say that Royal Rumble is kind of the one that stands out. I mean, Becky's mo- signature moment was the road to to that Survivor Series matchup she was supposed to have with Ronda Rousey, where she led that that uh, um, the SmackDown locker room to Raw to just overtake Raw. And there was this big brawl but then she got punched by Nia Jax and she was bloody standing at the top of the steps like you know yeah, saying I've, I've arrived basically exactly. right like that was her moment um but it wasn't a match you know it was it was just a moment so you know that's where your point is taken that Adam Cole you have no problem listing the matches we just talked about yeah. one of because if I, one if of I many. ask you what's your favorite Adam Cole match I bet you'll give like you could give me a plethora of matches oh yeah I for, mean right now for Becky you you know you gotta think yeah, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Think. With Adam Cole, we talked I about think that's the one the with Don. We talked about Johnny Gargano. You know, like it's all. We, those are a couple just right then and there. You know, I mean, even his matchup with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown was God, amazing. You was, know, that was great. Yeah. So you know, it's just it's you're you're right there. That when it comes to the wrestling, Adam Cole had more signature matches by far. When it came to just like the moments. I feel like I feel like Becky actually had more moments outside of 
the matches than Adam Cole did. Okay. But Adam Cole had more great matches. So that's where it becomes, okay, what do you weigh more? Um, and it, it's tough. It's close. But I think at the end of the day, you know, where Adam Cole sits right now at the end of the year, I feel like it makes sense to put him at, at Superstar of the Year versus where Becky's at. Because even, you know, Becky, uh, the last time we saw her, she was talking about how she just lost to to Oscar uh, and how she's she has something to prove. You know, whereas just taking the story perspective, even by Becky's, maybe by her own own admission, you know, the year didn't end the way she would have hoped it would have. Whereas Adam Cole, his prophecy came true. Yes. He said they were all going to be draped in gold. And here they are. 2019. So, yes. Yeah. No, what Adam Cole needs to do. He needs to take Bill Goldberg's catchphrase. Who's next? Because literally, you just line them up, man. Who's next? Yeah. <laughs> My man is holding on to that gold. He's going to break Finn's battle record. I know it. He'll do it. It's it's interesting. I mean, like I said, it'd be interesting if he had to beat Finn Balor to break Finn's record. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, and even beat the demon, I should say, even be more specific to break that record. I would love to see that happen. Um, you know, but we'll see. I think... Uh, it's hard to argue against you that that you know whether or not he would break the record. I feel like he will too, but um, you know it, it'll make it really interesting if Finn gets back in there. But then it's a, it's a demon matchup that we get. Um, I think if not Finn, Keith Lee seems to feel like the guy that potentially could challenge him next. Um, and yeah, there's Tommaso Ciampa. You know, like he's got he's, he's about him right too. in there. He's right in the mix. Yeah. Right in the mix. Um, you know what? That's another guy, too, by the way, for comeback wrestler of the year, Tommaso Ciampa, that I just want to mention. That's like, another good pick, too. Yeah, like just coming back from that injury that he had, you know, and in the amount of time that he did. Back less than a year, man. Yeah. I thought he would be, I don't know, I thought it would probably take a year at, at minimum a year. Right, right. So for him to come yeah. back, you know, from that from that injury the way he did, and you know, you, if you even think about that uh, that spot that that he had with uh, Adam Cole, you know, at the top of that cage, to have the guts to do that, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy to think of that, you know, that injury, and then him jumping off the top of that cage with Adam Cole on his back, and Adam Cole trusting him to do this maneuver, and protecting man. Adam Cole yes. during the maneuver enough to, or and Adam Cole trusting him, you know, all that man, like everything. That one move just had so many stories going into it, you know, alone that it's just it was it was amazing to, to even just focus on that one move from that matchup. But um, yeah, man, I would say that uh, for Tommaso Ciampa's comeback, wrestler of the year, that's another another great candidate in my book. Um, but yeah, man, wrestler of the year, Adam Cole. It's kind of hard to, to argue that. We'll we'll dig back into it one more time when we talk about the NXT awards. But uh, Adam Cole, wrestler of the year, hey, he's earned it, baby. Oh yeah, man. I'm not gonna disagree with that because you know that is my man, Adam Cole, boy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So then let's let's segue and go into these NXT awards because that wraps up the CBS portion. Yeah. Um, the NXT year end awards. Like I said, this is really interesting. I really love how they laid these out. Um, trying to figure out how I even want to start this. I guess let's start from the bottom here. Bottom so, up. Yeah. So for NXT, they've got a uh, future star of NXT award. So this is this is really this is gonna be tough. It is, man. Um, it's some, man, some good names in there. 
Yeah, I wonder so how we're going to dissect this, man. Let's let's just dive in. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So we've got Cameron Grimes, Kushida, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, Zaya Lee, Tainara, Bronson Reed, and Ilya Dragunov. So from NXT UK. Um, yeah, man. And I love that they put the men and the women together because at yes. this point, why, why not, right? Like, just, the just same put them all together. Now. Yeah. So, yeah, looking at this, man, it's it's tough. Like, okay, so so why don't you start us off, man? Like, how, how do you go about figuring out who would be the, the future, <laughs> this NXT award, future award winner? Like, how do you do it? I, my guess is, man, you know what? Bump it. I'm just going. All right. <laughs> you know what? For some reason, Cameron Grimes' name is sticking out to me. Wow. It is, okay. man. It is. This dude, he's good. I'm not going to lie. He's a good wrestler. The matches he's in have been good. Uh, the one with Kushida, the one with uh, Tyler Bate. Uh, oh, man, the one with uh, Matt Riddle. Like, he is good. And, you know, now I'm starting to respect his finisher, the cave-in. You know, because the way he he's doing it different, he's making it. He can hit it out of nowhere. Uh, the way he did it on Raul Mendoza, that was a crazy visual. Like a few weeks ago, you know, during his entrance, to, so he can catch Kushida off guard. Uh, but Kushida too, man. I, lo- I like his character as well, man. You know, the whole Back to the Future gimmick, and he had that awesome match with uh, Walter. The match of the year candidate right there. Oh, man, it's Dakota Kai. Man, you can't go wrong. Man, but, you know, I think I'm just going to pick. I'm just going to I'm gonna stick with Cameron Grimes. Man, this is tough. I mean, there's 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 so, so many talented people. I mean, even the people that, that you didn't mention on here, like Tegan Knox has a bright future. Zaylee has a bright future. I love Tynera. I want to see her win more. She's She takes a lot of losses on she the does. show, but she's got a just great overall character and feistiness. Yes. Um, Ilya Dragunov is the one that I've seen the least of, but on NXT UK, I saw him. I think Zara. he's... The, Cesaro, that's the one I was going to mention, and he really showed out in that matchup. It was in Cesaro gave him respect at the end of that match too, you know. So that was a really cool moment for him. I want to see more from him. Bronson Reed, he uses his size well. I love when he just sits on a guy, and just kind of like crosses his arms, and he's just like, "All right, you know, like you ain't going nowhere." Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, just yeah, just just great overall, like physicality and ad- agility combined, and you know, um, just a great Aussie overall. Um, but yeah, man, I feel like the the ones that stand out the most, you got Cameron Grimes, you got Kushida, you got Swerve, and you've got uh, Dakota Kai. Yes. Those are the four that I'm looking at. Like, okay, it's one of these four for me. Um, Cameron Grimes, I do see him as a as a future star for sure. And I think they that that win over Kushida was a great way to really uh, elevate him to that next yeah. level. I really love that. Um Kushida, I feel like if you would have done this a little bit earlier, I think he would have been the clear pick because of the run he was on. Like before Walter, I feel like he was just on such a run. Uh, they just were building him up this undefeated streak he had. 
um, that it, I feel like that was the no-brainer pick. But actually, for me right now, I'm going to put him fourth behind all three of those other people that I mentioned. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. behind Dakota Kai, Swerve, and Cameron Grimes. Yeah. I, I think Kushida it just he, he's lost some momentum for me. Um, he lost to Walter, then he came back from the injury. Yeah, his momentum did slow down after that yeah. you know, Walter injury. I'm not going to lie on that. Yeah. Of the four, I feel like he has the least amount of momentum right now. I feel like he's he's still he's great overall, but you know, he's he's got some work to do to build himself back up. Um and ah, man, you know Dakota Kai, man, she had a moment at Takeover War Games. She did, and she's using that moment well. So I I'm so <laughs> tempted to just be like Dakota Kai, honestly. Yeah. Um but I'm not gonna do that because I feel like she's getting there she's close but i think there's there's still another level for her to get to before i can say okay yeah she's there now you know what i'm saying like i trust that she's gonna be this superstar in in uh nxt like, i feel like she's she's showing signs but i i, I want to see her like against rhea ripley and see how that goes again um because they were gonna have a match but then there was a there was a, uh, it was like a trap set up and ended up being Mia Yim that ended up going against her. So I'd love to see um, uh, her against Rhea Ripley and her against Tegan Knox. And I think that feud with Tegan Knox will really determine oh, yeah. where she's going. Exactly. So I'm, I'm going to wait on that. Um, These Isaiah gosh. Swerve Scott, man. And Cameron Grimes, and I'm going with Swerve, actually. Ooh. I'm going with Swerve. <laughs> there is something about this dude, man. He just oozes charisma. He, I feel, is a superstar. His ability, I think he can do anything. I think there's nothing he cannot do. And I just want to see more of him. I want to see, like, like him take himself, you know, to, like, to test himself more. Um, but every match that he has, I'm just like, man, this dude... He's so underrated. Like he he is a superstar, and it's just a matter of just putting him in a storyline now to where he can actually kind of show more of his character. Um, Cameron Grimes is like right there, right there with him. But I feel more excited about Swerve Scott matches than I do Cameron Grimes matches. Still, you know, and it's not by much because Cameron Grimes, like you said, he's been having some great matches, but. Swerve, man, I don't know. Like even this Christmas special, like they just it, it was him versus uh, what was it? Um, the the Aussie. Ah, uh, it was uh, Bronson Reed, right? No, no, no. It was, it versus- was uh, the gentleman Jack Gallagher. Oh, gentleman yeah. Jack Gallagher. That's right. Bronson Reed. He went against uh, uh, Dijakovic. That's who he went against. Yeah, yeah, against Jack Gallagher. Yeah, even that match, I was like, dude, this is great. Like I just really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say future, st- the award NXT award future or however they're calling a future star of NXT, um, swerve, man, I'm going to, I'd give it to him. I think he's definitely that, that next superstar. Um, it's just a matter of just putting him in the, in that spot, in that spotlight. All right, man. So yeah, that's I, my pick. I, I, I don't disagree with that, man. I think yeah. that's where you, when it comes down to it is either Cameron Grimes or Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah. Yeah. One A, one B. Again, Dakota Kai, honorable mention, because she's right there. I almost wanted to pick her because, damn, I just, I'm loving where she's at right now. This heel persona, the story, how she used that video of what she did to Tegan Knox. Like, had it on that loop, and she's just a mind her work and has the knee brace. 
from yes. that night and carry it as a reminder and put it on the post every time she gets done with her or every time she's getting ready to prepare for her wrestling match. So all that is good, man. I just can't wait till she do something with her actual story now. And yes, and it's getting it's almost getting prime and ready for that, man. When ticket knots come back. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. So let's let's keep it moving with uh, with the next one. But uh, yeah, both of those picks are great. Swerve Scott and Cameron Grimes. Uh, but breakout star of the year for NXT. The nominees are Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, Matt Riddle, Candice LeRae, Damian Priest, Angel Garza, Rhea Ripley, Joe Coffey and Piper Niven. Man, just these categories, man. I'm telling you, this is insane. Like, there's just so much talent here. It's just great. I mean, look, I we all know I've I've talked about Damon Priest just not wanting to, you know, give him any props in the beginning. And then, you know, recently I've been like, okay, I like the fact that he took the loss um that he that he did in the uh the triple thread and it ended up being Pete Dunn that went against Adam Cole instead of him. Um and he took another loss too on the on the Christmas special. So I feel like now we're starting to calm down a little bit with him and get to a point where we can start to build him back up. So I'm 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 coming around on on just giving him a, another chance to really show show me something and to to at least just generally. So give what he's chance. not your but choice? No, what? Not my choice. No, he's so not shot. Breakout star of the year? No, he's not my choice. Not at all. No, no, he's last on the list. But but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, man, break it down. Who who do you got? Who do you got here, man? Great, some great choices here. Yeah, but there's only one man, Keith Lee. I gotta give it to him. He. I could go. I could go Rhea Ripley. I could, but I'm gonna go with Keith Lee. This this dude, okay. he he's a standout star. He has he has all the charisma in the world and the God given talent for his wrestling ability as well. Man, he's strong as hell and a gifted flyer. Like if the man at his size, you shouldn't be able to do that. It, that shouldn't mix. There shouldn't be any type of cohesion at all. But for him, it works, man. Like he had match, he has match of the year candidates as well. Uh, man, uh, this dude, the talent he has. When he had that moment with Roman Reigns, I, I believe that that was his moment right there, where people got to see him in that, you know, that general audience, the casual fans, and you saw what he can do. And Roman Reigns, you know, shout out to Roman Reigns too, making him look like a superstar, bro. Cause that was right there for me. I'm like, bro, this is this is this is the breakout star right here, Keith Lee, bar none. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is tricky for me, man. Um. What's kind of um, hmm. yeah okay. So breakout star. The way that I look at that. Keith Lee is is definitely up there for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley that I'm looking at. Um, they both had big years this year. Yeah. I mean, Angel Garza has really come on strong as well as kind of like an out of nowhere um, superstar. You know that that what the last uh, breakout tournament that they had, he lost, but he he definitely broke out in that tournament. He was a standout for sure. Um, I, <sighs> It's it's I guess it 
here's the thing. Like, I want to say Rhea Ripley over Keith Lee because I feel like she winning her winning the championship like that kind of puts it over the top for me a little bit with her overall. Like if we're talking superstar of the year, let's say I'm saying her, but breakout. He had a such a big breakout moment over the whole War Games mm-hmm. and Survivor Series pay per views that I, I feel like they're. I'm, I'm trying to see if if I would make a difference between breakout versus like who's the best superstar. Yeah, like specifically I, who broke out more versus who's the who has currently the better superstar overall. Like because superstar. That's how I look just, at it, man. Because if you're gonna say like okay. top superstar, then yeah, I'll give it to Rhea Ripley. But breakout I'm moments, going, like yeah. breakout superstar, bro, it's Keith Lee. Mm. Yeah, it's it's so. I would say for in terms of breakout moment, like he definitely had the biggest breakout moment of any of these superstars. So if we're looking at it like that, like who kind of broke out during this 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 whole thing. But then also too though, remember Rhea Ripley, you know, she against all odds helped her team actually win at War Games. And then when you go to Survivor Series, again, her team won at Survivor Series with whereas Keith Lee like he was a part of that team that won at War Games, but he wasn't like the guy who ended up winning for them at War Games. And then he had the moment with Roman Reigns, but he lost there too. Um, you know what? I'm going with Rhea Ripley. I just talked myself into it. Yeah, I'm going really? with Rhea Ripley. I, yeah, I'm going with Rhea Ripley because I, I have to respect the fact that the way that they they booked that for her and the impact that she's had overall. I feel like it's slightly above what Keith Lee has been doing. I'm actually surprised like, by that because all the times yeah. you always, you know, praise Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. You know, Keith Lee is, is amazing. Yeah, I love you just Keith. say, man, this dude's a superstar. He is. He is. He's a superstar. He is 100% a superstar. He had a great breakout moment. Again, it, with with Roman Reigns, you looked at it and you're like, damn, like, Keith Lee is is... He's he's there, man. Vince is probably gonna love him, you know. And if we fear, you know, Vince might even say, "Hey, kid, why don't you come on over to Raw or SmackDown?" You know, sometime soon. So, uh, please, Keith Lee, don't do that. Um, but I feel like with Rhea Ripley, with what she's done, again, as soon as she showed up on NXT, she's been on fire. She's been unstoppable. Yeah. She's been, and we've been anticipating her versus Shayna Baszler since she she showed up, True. and we were like, there was no one we were gonna pick. Over Shayna Baszler, except for Rhea Ripley, just the the you could just see it, just the presence. This is the one person that Shayna wouldn't be able to bully, wouldn't be able to intimidate. Um, she just she had it all, and she lived up to it. And then at War Games, I was even picking against Rhea Ripley's team to win because I thought, oh, they were gonna have Shayna get the you know try to one up her so that going into their one on one matchup you would have some kind of doubt as to whether or not Rhea Ripley could win, but she won there. Yeah. And then you go into Survivor Series, and she led the NXT team and won again. Uh, I'm just like, dude, and now yeah. she's women's champion? Oh, like, wow, what, what, a, what a run. Like, as much as I love Keith Lee, and I'm, I hope 
to all, if, if I have one pick for Royal Rumble, if 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 they are truly listening to us <laughs> out there in WWE world, man, if they have Keith Lee win the Royal Rumble, don't tease me like that. Oh my don't god, tease me like oh that. my god, my heart won't be able to take that, man. Like I would just be so happy. So I'm hoping that that happens because I'm rooting for Keith Lee to finally just get his overall respect and just be a part of uh, Royal Rumble, win it, go on to WrestleMania, challenge Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but I, I'm picking Rhea Ripley. I'm gonna I'm give her. I'm gonna give her that respect, man. She's she's awesome, and she's had such a she. I mean, because think about it, she was on NXT UK, right, and then came over to NXT, yeah. and it's just been on a crazy yeah. nonstop ro- run. That momentum is just insane. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Rhea Ripley. I can't disagree with that, man, because I was. It came down to those two for this, you know, category, Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley. So, you know, you, I think you can't go wrong with either pick, though. Keith Lee or Rhea. Yeah. yeah. Those are the top two. Yep. Those yeah. are the top two. Shout out to Angel Garza, though, because yeah. he yeah. definitely is at a great run as well. Uh, Matt Riddle has been doing great work. Candice LeRae has been doing great work, you know, but it, it's those two. Dominic Dijakovic as well. On, on a, though his, his matchup and rivalry with, with Keith Lee, you know, was amazing. You know, that string of matches that they had was awesome. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley. And, yeah, for, for you, it's Keith Lee. Much respect to that. For me, it's Rhea Ripley. You know, and it, it's it, both picks are great. So we'll leave it at that. Um, speaking of rivalries, rivalry of the year. So this is interesting. So we got Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler, British Strong Style versus Imperium, The Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. Now, something that's funny is I feel like they did leave out as a nominee Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. So I'm just honorable mention right. that because that was a great rivalry and I think should have been a part of this because if you're going to put Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai, you know, which I love that rivalry, I think is great, but I feel like they've had just as many matches as Keith Lee yeah. and Dominic Dijakovic did. Show the same and respect. Yeah, they, they deserve that respect. They definitely deserve that respect. So, but with that said, uh, how do you break this down, man? What's your pick? Obvious choice, man. Johnny Gagano and Adam Cole. You know, that rivalry, that's that was just great storytelling from the beginning because now that you look look at it when basically it kicked off their feud when they was going for that vacant title because they didn't really have a feud. You know, it was really supposed to be Johnny Gagano and Tommaso Ciampa. That was, that was supposed to be the match. But Tommaso Ciampa, he got hurt. He had to vacate the title. And now you put these two and, you know, it was the first of of great matches that they had. The first of what a total of three, I want to say. Yeah, it was three. Yeah, three matches, and all were just match of the year candidates, man. Every single one of them, just a different story to tell. And I understand the reason why the the first story that Gargano Johnny Gargano had to win. It made sense, you know. For this story, it made sense, and and. For to me, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, how they played it off each other, you know that promo he did, that Adam Cole Championship tour, and he took it to his place of business at the pizza shop. That was just great. I can never get that image out of my head because it was just so. Oh no, man! He it, it, it was just like 
breaking the fourth wall right there. And it seems like, is this legit? Is this, is this actually happening? Because his dad looked pissed to see Adam Cole there. Like, what are you doing here? It's like, hey. Had I- his picture on the wall of the pizzeria. <laughs> like, <laughs> just so much disrespect, man. Yeah. It was so entertaining. It, it, was, it, was, it was the disrespect level in there was, man, was savage. It was just yeah. so savage in there, man. But it, it was just, it made great storytelling for this feud. And to me, that's the reason why I, it gets a uh, rivalry of the year. I don't think anything yeah, comes I, close to it. Yeah, I, respect to all the other rivalries, but there was nothing like this. There was nothing like this this year. Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, it was amazing. It was, it was, it got personal with him going with Adam Cole. You know, going to his hometown and telling all of them to get a new hero. You know, get out of the city, get a new hero, and just that's it. Like, oh my god, like Man. just it was, it was going amazing. to this wrestling and, school, asking him like, yeah. you really think you could be a wrestler? Look at yourself. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> it's like savage yes. you're savage with it, man like it's it was amazing it was amazing and the matches themselves were just great just yeah it is this was it this was it um so let's move on i got you you said it so well i, I don't even need to add anything else to well that. thank you so sir. we'll move on yeah hey it was, it was well broke down so let's talk about match of the year nxt match of the year man they have a lot of candidates let's go through them so we've got the women's war games matchup uh, at TakeOver War Games. We have uh, Tyler Bate versus Walter at NXT UK Cardiff. We have Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler. It was NXT Women's title cage match, which was crazy. Io Shirai off the top of the cage. Yep, that moonsault. We had uh, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai take over Toronto. And when we thought I, we were surprised that was going to be on the card. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was, oh my God. Just another great matchup. And Candice LeRae really, I feel like that was a breakout moment for Candice LeRae, kind of showing her skills as well in that match. Um, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver Toronto, two out of three falls. So that was the third matchup. Three stages of hell. Uh, right. Uh, Viking Raiders versus Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong of the Undisputed Era at TakeOver Phoenix. Uh, we have Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, two out of three falls at, at TakeOver New York. So that was the first matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Profits versus the Forgotten Sons versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch versus the Undisputed Era NXT Tag Team Championship ladder match, TakeOver 25. That was insane. That was I crazy. I remember that. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yeah. Pete Dunn versus Adam Cole, NXT Championship Survivor Series. There it is. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Oh, man. Man. Dude, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic at, on uh, NXT TV. Yeah, yeah, that's on here, too. I just I'm going to call it 305 Live. Damn, exactly. <laughs> Man. That, again, rivalry rivalry of the year. That definitely should have been nominated, but that's okay. Uh, Women's Fatal 4-Way, Candice LeRae versus Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai versus Mia Yim. That was the first uh, live matchup for NXT when they went to Wednesdays and, and the, the live. That's the first one ever. So that will go down in history as their first matchup. Um, and then the Grizzled Young Vets versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Gallus for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships at UK take, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. That match was amazing was. as well. Um, yeah, because we even broke that. Yeah. We broke down we that. We broke that, yeah, that, and, that yeah. Cardiff TakeOver Cardiff, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to our boy uh, Jove at the hard yes, camera. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, just, just 
thank you again for for being a part of that. That was amazing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> these matches, man, it would be great to just go and just watch just these matches that, that like back a, to back to back to back. That's a good damn list. I'm not gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? Just put these together on a playlist right. and let this run. Oh, man. Just crazy. They, not one of them would I say, nah, this shouldn't be on right. this list. Take what are they talking about? It doesn't about? belong there. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're... they're <laughs> this, is, this is amazing, man. These are all great. Neil Shirai is getting a lot of love. She was on a lot of these matches. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, I think we've already talked about this. Adam Cole, <laughs> Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls... NXT Takeover New York, that first one, that that's the one for me, man. That's the one that had me like just emotionally invested. I think our conversation kind of added a little bit more to it. Like going into it, I'm like, oh man, I really want to be right about this. But even taking that out of it, just the way they booked it, the 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 underdog story. He went into that getting booed. Johnny Gargano, that is, went into that matchup getting booed by the crowd. Even though he's technically the face, but getting he was booed by the underdog crowd. in this story. He was. He was. And Adam Cole was the 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 favorite. Everyone Chosen was thinking Adam Cole. <laughs> yes. That was an undisputed era crowd for sure. But by the end of that matchup, they were cheering both guys, had respect for both guys. And when Johnny Gargano won, that place just erupted. And, and yeah, that's that's my pick, man. It was just an amazing experience. Yeah, I think the people heard me go in depth about these two. Uh, so I'm not going to really, you know, go in, just go in depth. I feel like I'll just be repeating myself. But I'll talk about honor and mention. I'll talk about Walter and Tyler Bate. That match right there. You know, if let's just say if Adam Cole and John Gano never happened, that would be match of the year. You know, yeah, that's was. how good it was. It was that whole and that whole takeover was damn good, too, to my surprise. And I didn't know what the takeover card was going to be like that. So shout out to the takeover as well. That was that was just a good card as well. But the Tyler Bate and Walter that Tyler Bate had this uphill climb with going one of the biggest baddest athletes in the game you know this monster Walter and the storytelling in this was just crazy you know him taking the chops from Walter selling the chops him like passing out in in uh like in the mid chop passing out and getting getting back up getting the surges trying to trying to get go up this uphill climb to beat him and you think he's about to beat Walter and it doesn't happen and he finished him off real quick and he's like damn but in the end it was just a a great match of good versus evil right there like I, I was just so amazed by the storytelling it wasn't like a lot of high flying it was just a lot of emotion which is key for storytelling and wrestling and they took that moment and held on to it for that entire 40 minute match well stated. I mean, I, I agree. If this, you know, if we if we didn't have the Johnny Gargano Adam Cole match to to compare it to, and just the the feud, the rivalry that they had, and the, those that collection of matches, I feel like 
this one would have been it. This one would have been the one um, for sure for me as well. So like you said, just just such a great matchup. Walter, the mystique going in undisputed, uh, undisputed, undefeated, um, you know, and, and, and just being so dominant as he was and having beaten Pete Dunne. And then you got Tyler Bate, another member of British Strong Style, just going in and like fighting for, you know, the championship, but also fighting for, you know, a little bit of the pride of his of his group here. You know, just just the way that uh, Imperium had been kind of just running through that group. Um, you know, it was it was uh, it was very emotional uh, build up, and then the matchup itself, you could feel it, and yeah, just uh, great underdog story for Tyler Bate. And I thought there were so many moments where I thought, "Ooh, Tyler Bate's about to win this matchup." They had me believing that he was going to do this, and to see him lose, I was like, "Oh my god!" It was a it was a gut punch, but at the same time, it was so much respect for Walter too because he's just so such a dominant uh, uh, competitor. And and like you said, those chops, you know, like each one, you're always you can feel it through the screen. So just great matchup overall. Um, you know, it's it's a great honorable mention. Uh, but overall, match of the year, definitely Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, NXT Takeover New York. Speaking of NXT Takeover New York, let's see if that's gonna be your pick for the overall takeover of the year. Because that's our next award. So we've got a couple candidates, mm-hmm. which got some pretty good matches overall there. We got NXT TakeOver Phoenix, NXT TakeOver Blackpool, NXT TakeOver 25, NXT TakeOver Toronto, NXT TakeOver Cardiff, and NXT TakeOver War Games. So I'm going to let you let you go ahead and go because I actually have some of the cards from these matches pulled up already. But, you know, why don't you go ahead and, and, and give us your, your thoughts on what would be your, your pick? Takeover of the year. I would have to go with Takeover New York. That five matches were well. Let me mention the card too. All right. So at the time you had War Raiders Hanson and Rowe when it was named Hanson and Rowe <laughs> <laughs> going against Alistair Black and Ricochet, winners of the Dusty Classic. All right. And after that. You had the North American Championship, Valentine Dream going against Matt Riddle. And don't and I think I forgot even forgot about this match was in part of the card, but I was like, oh yeah. It was another one for United Kingdom, WWE United Kingdom Championship. Walter going against Pete Dunn when Pete Dunn was on that awesome uh record breaking uh setting for his championship. I think he was over, I think he was champion for almost seven hundred days. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so he was almost champion for 700 days, and that was match of year candidate to me right there. And Shayna Baszler and her uh, fatal four-way for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane. And then our match, our match of the year, rivalry of the year, feud of the year, whatever you want to call it, Johnny Gagano going against Adam Cole, two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT Championship. This was a great takeover. I think the best takeover of the year as well. Uh, that match, I'll go, because we already talked about Johnny Gargano. You know, we went in detail about that. So I'll go over the Walter and Pete Dunn match. That match was insane. I think 
I think you had picked Pete Dunn to keep it. And I remember yeah, you I, <laughs> I remember you saying a good case for Pete Dunn to keep it too. Yeah. You know, over Walter, he was just on this great run. He was undefeated, haven't lost yet. And I'm like, bro, nobody's beating Walter, man. You see those chops right there. And I'm trying to state my case. I'm like, he's going to take it off him. And there was a moment, too, in that match. I'm like, oh, my God, he actually is going <laughs> to beat Walter. But Pete Dunn lost in convincing fashion, too. But it was a damn good match. And I believe all these matches were like A-plus as well, every match. Uh, but that match too was was match of the year candidate to me as well, man. But that takeover up and down, I couldn't I couldn't find a bad moment in that card at all. Yeah, I, I've had uh, that NXT takeover New York card playing in the background ever since we started this podcast. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I, that was my pick. You know, it was it was already set in my mind wow. that that card was ridiculous. Yes. Like it just from top to bottom. There's there's not a match that you would say, oh man, no, this one didn't make it. And that that's true usually of, of takeovers in general. That, you know, those five matches that they pick are usually really strong matches. But I mean, this one right here was something special. This was like, you know, almost like their WrestleMania essentially. You know, it was it was it was insane. It was insane. Just this this card from top to bottom. The the women's fatal four way for the for the title, man. I mean, you're talking Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, uh, Shayna Baszler. Uh, gosh, who was the fourth person in that? It was um, Kyrie yeah. Sane. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yes. That's just crazy, man. Like that matchup alone, that could have been the main event of if of, of everything. <laughs> but you still have uh, Walter and Pete Dunn, and then you got yes. uh, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Like what? Oh my god! Just crazy, crazy card, man. Just uh, mem- just such a such an amazing card again from top to bottom. I guess an honorable mention for me would probably be uh, Toronto, honestly, because. Ah. You got the the uh, the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era. Street Profits won, right? They won it, which I was like, was "Oh my shot. god!" Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> um, you got Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Wasn't that when Io Shirai kind of she? That was the first time she fought as a as a heel it was, in a matchup. It was, and that's yeah, so I we think to... I, I gave the ladies like I'm like low key. That's match of the uh, match of the night for me. Yeah. Yeah, because Candice LeRae really showed out in that matchup. Like, I always knew Candice LeRae was talented, but, you know, I think that she can, that she was a match go. where I was she like, definitely oh, go. yeah. And I'm like, man, Io Shirai's going to dominate this matchup. This is going to be, like, purely just Io Shirai's coming out party as a heel. But Candice LeRae looked really good, and there were points where I'm like, man, I don't I, I don't think they would go that route of having Candice LeRae win, but, damn, they have me kind of curious. Like, maybe they're, they're, they're going to pull something here. I don't know, because Candice looked great. She looked great in it. But, uh, yeah, so both of them looked awesome. And then you had the triple threat, Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong for the North American Championship. Uh, I remember that. That's a good one. Oh, my. Dude, where everything seemed to be building towards Roderick Strong winning that matchup. And Velveteen Dream was a big time underdog in that, but I, p- I remember picking Velveteen Dream, I believe, for their for that uh, to to retain, but not feeling great about it. Feeling like, ooh, I don't know. Like it's 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 
if anything, it would be really shocking for Velveteen Dream to pull this out. And that would be that that win to kind of put him over the top to say, hey, this title reign he's on has been legit. You know, so um, that that triple threat match was amazing. Shannon Baszler versus Mia Yim. The build up to that with Mia Yim taking out um, the the other two, uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke, uh, two of the th- two of the four horsewomen, and then going against Shannon Baszler one on one. It's just like just badass versus badass, basically. You know, just a great matchup. And then yeah, the two out of three falls match that they had, uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. I mean, this was the one where they they had the 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 cage match. And they went to the top of the cage just like they did at War Games, basically. They both crashed through the table. And it really could have been anybody's matchup to win. It was just, it it happened to be Adam Cole, who was conscious enough to put his arm over Johnny Gargano, ended up getting that win. So, you know, just amazing ending to their their rivalry. Um, You know, it was somewhat bittersweet for me because I'm like, man, Johnny Gargano, like, even though I I think I picked Adam Cole to retire. I don't remember what I picked, actually. Maybe I picked Johnny Gargano. I think I did. I think I picked Johnny Gargano in that. But I wasn't even mad that Adam Cole won it. It was more like, it sucks for Johnny in a way because... Yeah, I think you did. Going from pick, here. Is he going... Uh, yeah, yeah, you picked Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. You did. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, is does this mean he's going to, you know, Raw or SmackDown? Like, what's the future for him? Is he done with NXT? So I was, it was bittersweet for me in that moment. And then, you know, of course, now we know he's like, I'm NXT for life. So I'm not going anywhere, which is great. But, you know, at the time it was that. And then it was uh, solidifying Adam Cole as, okay, he's beating Johnny Gargano. He's on to the next thing. He's, he's the guy now. So, yeah, I think... You could make a case for for that one a little bit. And just in terms of honorable mentions, as that next great pay-per-view, that should be like number two on that list. But clearly, the number one pay-per-view was NXT TakeOver New York. That was just an insane, legendary type of card, man. You, you, and that's saying something for a company <laughs> right. that just puts together so many great they, cards. They, have you, we haven't had a bad TakeOver this no. year. There's like all those TakeOver no. they just named, is, all of them just worthy. Of being, yeah. you know, whatever pick you go with, I'm not going to disagree with. If you want to do war games, hell yeah. Why not? Right. Recent war, war games. games was great. Right. The, yeah. You know, you didn't think you'll get that much storytelling, but you did. You got a lot of it. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, man, just great, great nominees uh, overall. But NXT TakeOver New York, that's that's the one. That's the Me one. too, man. All right, NXT Tag Team of the Year. All right, let's let's go through this Undisputed Era, which it's interesting because it's the Bobby Fish Cal O'Reilly combination. I mean, special mention. I guess I don't know if well, they were Roger attacking Strong this year, in 20, but early twenty nineteen, he was was yeah. it okay? Yeah, so you so can that, you can do either all one. Right. The picture <laughs> is showing Bobby Fish. So hey, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. go with the Roger Strong version. <laughs> right because that's the better version it of is. the team thank you oh man so we've got them we got the undisputed era we'll just, we'll just say undisputed era uh street profits we got the grizzled young vets uh and the uh what is it andrews they just have andrews and webster i'm not remembering their full names here but Mark that andrews. team from nxt uk there we go and then uh the viking raiders so this one this one's interesting um yeah what's what's your pick i'm curious what you gotta say Tag team of the year. I would, you know what? I would have to go undisputed. Yeah, they they just make more consistent. You know, because you could say Viking Raiders, but you know they had. I can't. 
I just can't. I can't put Vikings. <laughs> and I think it's there's recency bias in there with what they're doing on Raw. It's not fair, I know, but man, then is, is it because of Viking Raw? Raiders? It's it's partially that is in my mind, and I'm trying to separate what they but did on Raw or what they're doing on Raw. But I can't. It's hard. It's like they just seem. I don't want to say they're they're lame, but. You it's do want to say that. Disheartening. Say it. I kind of do, but I don't. But I feel like it's it's just too disrespectful for what they did do on NXT. Hey, um, they had a KFC sponsored tag team championship for for TLC, man. I'd actually put that out of my mind, and you just brought it back. <laughs> I'm just saying you don't want to call them lame, but you know, oh, just man. state that was lame. Right now. That match was lame. <laughs> that match was absolutely lame. Oh man. And, you know, here's the thing. I feel like if the Street Profits would have never left NXT and if they would have had a longer reign as tag team champions, it would have been them. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it would have been them. But I can't do it. I think regardless of the the combination of, of if it's Bobby Fish with Kyle O'Reilly or Roderick Strong with Kyle O'Reilly, which for me, it's always going to be Roderick Strong with Kyle O'Reilly. That's it's the undisputed era with with this mm-hmm. one. You know, it, 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 it is. It's the, They're the stronger team. They're the more consistent team. They've been yep. there throughout the whole 2019. And, yeah, and they're part of a strong faction as well. So they got all that. That's that's a, that's a win for me. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's Undisputed Era. And that is Undisputed. All right, let's move. Let's move on. Let's just keep it moving. Um, now, it's interesting. The next one they have is the overall competitor of the year award. And then they have the men's and the women's after that. You want to just go ahead and do the overall competitor and just get that done? Or do you want to go through the men? Let's and go women through the men and, and men and women, then leave overall for last. Okay. All right. Let's let's do, I mean, let's do the men's because, again, this I feel like is going to be pretty straightforward for you. I, I know it. Come on, man. So go ahead and say Adam Cole. Well, actually, let me get let me say the nominees. Let me just let me go through it. That, like stick to the to the system I've been going with here. So, male competitor of the year, we have Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream, Walter, Tyler Bate, and that's it. No, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, so you're going with uh, Johnny Gargano, right? Uh, seriously? Just because I got you a Johnny Gargano shirt, that's how you feel now? <laughs> hey, Johnny Champion, man. You know, I feel maybe, maybe you, you turning a, <laughs> a new leaf no. overall for Johnny Gargano. No. <laughs> no. I just bought one for my good friend because that's your man's, all right? Let's get that clear. <laughs> oh, man. But Adam Cole all the way, you know? All right. Do I need to say anything else? You know, just had that. He's been having a great year. Come on. Yeah, the the only person that would come close again is Walter, really, because Walter has just been so dominant. But literally, Drew McIntyre claymored him out of any awards consideration for me currently. Like the match of the year one is close to still. I can't take that yeah. one away with that yeah, with that claymore. But man, just he just his mystique took a hit with that one claymore. Like the undefeated streak, it, it's gone, you know, and, and it just happened in such a crap yeah, way. Quick fashion. That it, I just, I feel like it just hurts him. It really does. 
And he's got some work to do to build himself back up. I mean, at Worlds Collide, they they announced it's going to be Undisputed Era versus Imperium. I feel like I kind of wanted a one-on-one matchup between him and Adam Cole. Like, that would have been insane. But uh, I think Undisputed versus Imperium can be really cool, too. We'll see. But, um, yeah, man. That's not his forte. Walter doesn't do good in in elimination team style competition. I'm saying, (laughs) right? Right? Next thing we know, man, Roderick Strong is going to be like, man, I know a Claymore works, so I'm going to go ahead and yeah, kick Roderick him in the face Strong. and see. That's what you get, you dork. <laughs> <laughs> Roderick Strong takes him out. Oh, man. <laughs> Drop kick. Wait, what? <laughs> Walter, what happened? Oh, man. My kryptonite. It's kicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's Adam Cole. It's Adam Cole. There's there's some there, – everyone here is great. You know, this this entire crew and you could have added some more guys to their to this list to give them some more respect. Like Heath Lee being on here, I think would have been really cool. But, you know, the the six, I think they they got it right in terms of the top six. I mean Pete Dunn, you know, also I'd have liked to see yeah, get, he should get a little been bit in more there. love on said this. Put put Pete Dunn in there too. Yeah, I guess okay, so let's play this game. Out of the six, who do you take? Well, I mean, let's take Adam Cole out of it because he's the guy. Right. So out of the five remaining guys, who do you take out to put Pete Dunn in if you do pick, put him in? Ooh. Man. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Tyler Bate and I'm saying maybe him because – Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate. I'm ranking Pete Dunn over Tyler Bate, even though I have a lot of respect for Tyler Bate. Yeah, I got to Yeah, but you know what? I would take Tyler Bate out. That's that seems like and with Pete Dunn. Yeah, because yeah. Velveteen Dream, man, that North American Championship run was great, and he beat Pete Dunn during the year yeah. too. So it, it's, I can't, I can't. You know, with much respect as I have for the Bruiserweight, man, like. Velveteen Dream, I'm still keeping over him. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and yeah, Walter, definitely. But yeah, Tyler Bate, he's the one that kind of stands out. And I feel like they want to do a mixture of NXT UK and NXT. And I think that's why Tyler Bate is on this list over Pete Dunne. But Pete Dunne kind of crosses both sides, both uh, both um, check boxes. You know, he was a part of NXT UK and he's currently in NXT. So, you know, that would have worked if you're trying to give NXT UK a little bit more love. But yeah, man, show that yeah, man some love. Right, Pete Dunn, one of the longest reigning champions ever. I, I, I would say he, he deserved that. He deserved that. So, but that's okay. But Adam Cole is the guy, male competitor of the mm-hmm. year. All right, female competitor of the year. Ooh, yeah, I like to know your Io, thoughts on this. All right, well, yeah, I'm, I'll give it to you for sure, man. Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, Kaylee Ray. Tony Storm and Bianca Belair, they're they're all amazing. And I mean, you know, you could you could put some more some more people in here too. I would say, Um, but yeah, of these six, I picked Rhea Ripley as the breakout star of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, Low key, Tony Storm, I feel like doesn't get enough respect. I think she's the most underrated on the list, and I think that you know, I'm hoping she gets. She gets more love, uh, you know, sooner rather than later because her showing at Survivor Series could have been a lot better. I think even though she was on the team, she kind of showed out the least 
on that squad. But we all know the people that, that watch NXT UK, we know what she's about. So I'm just hoping she gets more love on like NXT television on Wednesdays and, you know, some somewhere down the line. Um, and Io Shirai, man, God damn. Like she's just been awesome. Like in terms of breakout, you know, that's another one that, you know, that you could have made a case for her. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm actually going to go with Shayna Baszler. I'm going to give Shayna Baszler this respect here because Shayna Baszler, I, we said it, like we've been saying it now for a while. It's hard to pick against Shayna Baszler in anything. And there's no one that I would pick against Shayna Baszler except for Rhea Ripley um, when it came to a one-on-one matchup. Because you could you could feel it with Rhea Ripley in a different way than any other competitor. But Shayna had just been so dominant. I don't care that she just lost the belt. That doesn't matter to me. She has, she deserves the respect of being called the female competitor. She's been dominating 2019. Was. It was, you know, towards yes. the end, yeah, she lost the belt. But that, but other than that, she's had a dominant reign. Yeah. So that, I'm I'm giving Shayna Baszler that respect. It's Shayna Baszler. And I will go with Shayna Baszler, too. That's, yeah, oh, okay. because that's the reason yeah. why. Because she had a dominant reign, bro. She's just been running that division taking every competitor she had Eel Shirai. Eel Shirai got frustrated, ended up going heel yeah. because she couldn't beat yep. Shayna Baszler. She changed Eel Shirai's exactly. life. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she just changed yes. it completely. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, Bianca Belair, she's not, you know, the, the best. She, she made nope, her not she anymore. Made her tap she's twice. not undefeated. First, yeah, yeah. Well, that, she well, took she away her catchphrase. First time she passed out. Second time she clearly tapped. Yep. Yes. Changed her life. Too. Yes. Like she and then, you know, they, she gets put in certain situations that, you know, oh, a fatal four way. Well, there's a chance she can lose. She won't have to, mm-hmm. you know, to be pinned to lose. So, yeah. But no, she comes out. Finds, finds a, way. a way. I think she submitted Kyrie Sane and won that fatal four way. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. And Loki, I'm 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 hoping for. um if this is the end for, for Shayna Baszler on NXT, then I'm hoping she enters the Royal Rumble and she wins it. And she goes against Becky concur. and she beats Becky. Hell yeah. That's what I would want to see. Hell yeah. I concur with that. I, I would love to see that. And beat Becky. Yes. And beat Becky. Yep. Beat Becky at WrestleMania. I think that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So, yeah. All right. Straightforward. I, I, I was wondering who you were going to pick, too, because I know Rhea Ripley. We both have a lot of respect for Rhea Ripley, for, for all these women, really. But Rhea Ripley was the one that I kind of was going back and forth on with this. But I felt like it was just you, you can't forget what Shayna Baszler had been doing all year mm-hmm. like that. You got to weigh more than what Rhea Ripley has done recently. So it, it, it's still Shayna Baszler over Rhea Ripley. But man, Rhea Ripley this time next year, I think we're talking about her. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. You know, yeah, for, for sure, man, because Rhea Ripley, man, she is definitely a superstar. Yeah. So let's get to it, man. I mean, overall competitor of the year. Right. So we've we we have. You know, the men versus the women in this one. So just who's the overall? Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, Bianca Belair, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, Walter, Tyler Bate. That is just an all-star class of wrestlers. I mean, this is where I'm like, man, it's not fair when it comes to Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> like, just you look at you, you listen to all those names, man. It's just crazy. I mean, we they don't saw have this a weak game, place. man. That's what I'm saying. 
at Survivor Series, it really showed itself. When you saw those teams, especially on the women's side, what when NXT's women came out, it was insane. Comparing them to Raw and then the SmackDown, I was like, no, nah, this is this is not right. This is this is not fair. You guys have Sasha and the women's tag team. That's that's what yeah, it was. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that SmackDown crew. It was yeah, basically it was just, it was Sasha and the others, you know, <laughs> on that SmackDown crew. Like like what? Uh, so yeah, but um yeah, I mean overall compared to the year, man, I know who you got, but go ahead and say it. The year of Adam Cole has arrived. That's what we should call it. 2019, the year of Adam Cole. Fighting yeah. champion. That's why I think I respect him so much, because he's a fighting champion. Like yeah. he he He's a heel, but he he shows you like, man, I'm improved the reasons why I'm gonna continue to stay champion. It's times that when, you know, when you're in a championship bout that have that one, you know, rule that you can't win the title by uh the competitor or the opponent can't win the title by ring out. But he doesn't choose to win that way. Like if his opponent is out there and he he doesn't want to win by a, a count out. He'll go get his opponent, bring him back in the ring, and finish him, man, to prove a point. I'm like, damn, man, that's I, – I think that's one of the, the things I love about his uh, wrestling game, man, just the fight in him. You know, especially uh, they did like a behind-the-scenes – not a behind-the-scenes, like an inside look of the Adam Adam Cole championship tour, and he was actually defending his title at house shows yeah. and like against yes. Keith Lee. I'm like, I was going to bring, yeah, I'm like, damn bro. Like he, he's, he's defending it everywhere. He's not playing about this championship tour. So that's why he's the, that's why I give him overall, you know, NXT for overall competitor, uh, Adam Cole. Yeah. If you just run that video package of Adam Cole, when he was going through the, the, uh, championship, the Bay Bay championship tour, um, that that kind of sums it up for why he's the competitor of the year. And it really looking at it because of the way I, I look at awards, things like this. If you pick, you know, Adam Cole as the male competitor and you pick Shayna Baszler as the female competitor, then it really comes down to those two. And both of them are really dominant. Shayna Baszler, just we said it just an amazing year from from beginning to almost to the end. But I'm not even going to hold that against her at the end. Even if you said, let's say she had kept the belt and beaten Rhea Ripley, right? I'm still picking Adam Cole. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm Adam, still picking shout Adam Cole. Out, shout out. Shout out. It would be Adam Cole. It, it's Adam Cole all the way. This man's run has just been nothing but spectacular. Like, you know, just match after match. He's So Johnny Gargano, for me, had always been the guy who, you know, you, you can just count on him to give you a match of the year. Johnny Gargano's been out. And it's really just put even that much more of a spotlight on Adam Cole being that match of the year guy. Like he's taken even that moniker from Johnny Gargano, I feel, since he's been gone. That, you know, that that's any match that Adam Cole's in, whether it be on NXT TV, whether it be at a house show, on Raw, on SmackDown, at TakeOver. It's a candidate for match of the year anytime he shows up. And even when he's just showing up now, like as as a doing a promo or just posing, you know, at, at that that spot above the announcers area with the unspeaker oh, yeah. era, with all of them with the gold. It's just it's a moment now. You know, it's a it's it's just an amazing moment to see. It's a moment it's an amazing sight to see him, you know, and his brothers in the Unspeeded Era just all just being so dominant yes. and him being that great like 
just captain for that team, like, you know, supporting his guys. He is a know? good leader. Now even, like, <laughs> he's a, he's a he's great a phenomenal leader. Roderick Strong now. Leader, bro. Roderick Strong is willing to put himself on the line for this man <laughs> because of how inspired he <laughs> yes. is by what he does. Like, it's just it's just yeah. amazing. It's a great thing that the story that they're telling with all of them and with Adam specifically being that, that main star, that main attraction, and being the face of NXT, like... He's he's just taking this to a whole nother level, man. And for him to be the guy when they moved to to live on Wednesdays, like it's just a perfect timing for him, a perfect spot for him. And he is just taking that and not disappointed. Oh, so not. yeah, he's it's not. it's he hasn't got stale with the championship, you know. And he and he had it for over two hundred days. He had it since June, you know. And you know, with some wrestlers, it, it, they can get stale. They can. Get started, get stagnant with it, but that didn't happen with Adam Cole, man. He was like, I'm gonna continue to defend this championship because I'm a fighting champion. He's proven that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, just so much respect to Adam Cole, man. And we, we again, this time, this time next year, I feel like we may still be talking about Adam Cole. I don't know if he'll still be champion this time next year, but I feel like he's just ascended to that level that, like, you know, I, I compare him, you know, and I've heard the comparisons happen, uh, happen before with like Shawn Michaels, for instance, you know, like that kind of guy. Like, I feel like regardless whether he has the belt or not, he is the show, you know, like Stone Cold was that way. The Rock was. was that way. Sometimes yeah. it's even better when they're not. Oh, kidding. hell yeah. You know, like that, that, that chase, you know, we talk about it with Becky Lynch, you know, like that, that can be sometimes even more compelling. Um, but it's amazing. Like you said, he's not being, he's not stale and he's champion and he's still interesting. Like with Becky, she got stale after a little bit of time with Kofi. He got it stale had, after yeah. some time with Seth. He got exactly. stale, but with Adam Cole, it hasn't. So that too is impressive and amazing i mean i'll even say as much as i love the rock as much as i love stone cold you know and those guys like those are my two like all-time favorites randy orton is my favorite post attitude era wrestler but all time it's those two it's rock and stone cold but there were times during their title runs for me where i was just like okay i'm i'm not that i'm calling it stale necessarily but you kind of are like waiting for that next thing to happen you know, and like, yeah. okay, well, what's the change going to be? You know, was and, that for more on the rock? It, because Stone Cold title reigns was pretty short. Yeah, it didn't I, go that long. Maybe I just, I just remembered again the chase for both of those guys being so compelling. And then when they got the titles, it was like, okay, the story's over. You know, and I'm like waiting for that next story. And I feel like WWE wasn't great about like continuing to tell great compelling stories with them as champion you know even with those two but their charisma would always get them over so i'm still like just super happy to see them but with adam cole i feel like it's just something different like the also to him being a heel but loved <laughs> you know like kind of adds another know. twist to this know. Hey, you know because with the rock and stone cold exactly. usually they were they were it's different they were faces rock with a little bit of heel you know at times but I'm okay with this continuing on for Adam Cole in this way, like him not turning face and like starting to pander to the fans, like him just sticking to his gun, sticking to his his uh, values and the way that he does things, you know. But then the fans love him for that. Yeah. They love him the way, and they he still is. boo him too, man. How about when NXT, yeah. you know, they won Survivor Series and they're coming out with a 
with uh, I think what's his name? The celebration. Uh, Josiah Williams or something like that. Yes. He came yes, out yes, rapping. Yes. They celebrating all the crew. Some of the refs in there in the ring and, and dude, that was a great celebration. It was. By the way. I was. It was. I was. And then who who killed it? Adam Cole. He shut that shit what is down this? real quick, bro. What is this? <laughs> yeah. He was like, you guys didn't do nothing. Undisputed. <laughs> we won. Like, we won that. We won Survivor Series. Oh, I was like, man. damn, bro. You just killed the mood. <laughs> he did. He did, man. And the crowd just oh, booing him heavily. It was like, boo. Yep. I was like, man, who, who else could do that? Who else could get love but still gets heel heat at the same time, man? Yeah. Oh, and just a small thing, too, now that you mentioned that, around that same time period is when uh, the the whole memeable Keith Lee pouncing Adam <laughs> oh, Cole into man. a black hole, basically, oh, yeah. just, just, just out of nowhere. Oh, my God. Just And for him to be able to, like, again, that's just such a gifable moment. Um, and, and, yeah, he, he they had fun with it. And now, but he still doesn't lose anything. He doesn't lose any credibility. It was fun. You know, it was great. It was great. It's just, yeah, Adam Cole, he's something else, man. He's he's special. He really is special. Like, you talk about, uh, you know, AJ Styles with him, you know, and putting him in that uh, a similar, uh, for you at least in terms of your favorite wrestler, and Adam Cole kind of being maybe getting close to surpassing him for you. Yeah, like um, favorite active wrestler. I always said, you know, AJ Styles, yeah. but I'm I'm starting to realize like, man, I'm I'm really respecting Adam Cole's game. It is it it is nice. Like I, I love his promo work. I love his wrestling. Man, like, you know, you know, no disrespect to, to AJ Styles, phenomenal wrestler. You know, uh he definitely held it down as the longest SmackDown WWE champion, but it's sometimes that in this matches too that you know there wasn't there wasn't up to par like the rivalry he had with Shinsuke. I think the best match he had was that Money in the Bank. So that happened we had we yeah. were there, we witnessed that, that live. One. Yep. That was his best yep. match. It wasn't. It didn't happen it at WrestleMania. You know, yeah. it didn't happen to match. It happened in this third final act. You know, but but Adam Cole, it's like you you're you're going to get a quality match. He he brings out the best out of his competitor, and you're gonna get to get the best from him. You know, for us to get a makeshift match from it was Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan for SmackDown yeah. for the NXT Championship on their newly network show on Fox, and they let him have that moment and get a clean win over Daniel Bryan like oh man you you know like come on man I, I'm like yeah this 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 dude's game it's respect that's all I do that's all I that's all I can just respect this man's game yeah and also too you know I gotta shout out that moment again him and Tommaso Ciampa at the top of that oh cage and just the trust yes. that they had scary and the guts ass that moment they both had Scary moment. I never need to see no. it again. You did it once. It's fine. It's in my memory. Yeah. I, please, you know, I, happened, I want you guys to be healthy, safe. Yeah. <laughs> but just, it, it was really something. It's, it's, it's in ways like it's, it's touching to me to see like these guys just kind of like just trust each other to that level that, you know, Adam Cole's life is in Tommaso Trump's yes. hand. He's telling him, yeah, I trust you to do this. And they do this move, and it's like, and he, he they came out okay, yeah. and it, it's God. just like, thank God, you know. But just he is willing to do 
whatever for the 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 fans in terms of that entertainment fa- factor too. Like he wants to go out there and put on a show, and he's willing to do the high risk. He's willing to put on a great just traditional wrestling matchup. You know, he's got the the charisma. He's got you know the the chance. The you know Adam Cole, baby, and boom, and all that, and the interactive stuff that wrestlers do nowadays. Um, he's just the complete package, man. He he does it all. Um, so yeah, he's well deserving of, of these accolades. I mean, CBS sports and superstar of the year. Um, I'm sure it's, it's only a matter of time when they do this thing for NXT, he's going to get the overall competitor. Oh, year. He's yeah. going to get matched the year. He's going to get all these awards. It's, it's the it's year of Adam Cole. Yeah. That's it why is. I it titled is. this podcast. Probably this is the year of Adam Cole. Cause we just gave yeah. Adam Cole a lot of kudos throughout this whole podcast. Throughout this whole thing. And rightfully <laughs> yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? End of the year, you know, like wrap up just to talk about like, you know, all the, the big things that have happened and all the, the superstars we wanted to show some love to. Um, no one more so deserving, I think, than Adam Cole this year, for sure. Whether you're talking about, you know, Raw, SmackDown, uh, New Japan, AEW, you know, NXT, it's, it's Adam Cole. It's Adam Cole. Yeah, man. I'm not going to disagree, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I got a question. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, yeah. I know sure. we're, we're wrapping this up. So, we're pretty much done, you know, with the awards for NXT. You have any favorite moments uh, from this show for 2019? Oh, man. Um, I, the one that stands out, obviously, we've kind of talked about it a couple times already, but the debate, you know, that we had with regarding that uh, two out of three falls matchup going into it and then after the matchup, both of those were crazy because, you know, we both felt so strongly about Johnny Gargano. We actually made a wager on it, too. We, we did. <laughs> we did, which... I can happily say I won, which was yeah. awesome. And I got my T-shirt. So thank yes. you for that. You're um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, the Johnny Champion T-shirt. I have it. It's it's awesome. It's it's great. Um, and yeah, just, just yeah, going into it, we talked about, you know, the reasons why we believe. Uh, I believe Johnny Gargano was going to win. You believe Adam Cole was going to win. And both made strong cases and believed in those cases. And it was just, it was fun to go back and forth. And it was, it was like. I won't lie. It was it was somewhat like you know I wanted to get you to see my way. And you Same way, I was and I think I was, I, I was frustrated with that. I was like, how the hell, Popeyes does not see it my way. It's just the most logical way to look at it. <laughs> That's how I'm saying it in my right. head. I think I was just more frustrated by that. That usually we yeah. see eye to eye. We see things in a logical way, and, yeah. and but on this one, we was to- we was totally opposite. Polar opposites on the spectrum. <laughs> it was insane yeah. and we yeah yeah we we blew up it happens <laughs> i didn't think it came but it did and you know it what did. i remember as soon as we was done recording the episode he was like hey man you're good i was like yeah i'm good bro <laughs> so it was all love <laughs> at the end <laughs> man and then afterwards after the matchup happened just going back into it again and you know just again get into the debate um and and i don't know it was just so much fun overall like looking back at it i'm i like it's definitely my most memorable moment from the show but overall just like you know just the overall evolution of of what we've what we've been doing here you know like i remember you talking about even the openings and how we used to start off the show and now the way we start off the show has changed 
Um, you know, so just in general, I think just continuing to trying to get better, you know, at, at putting together a quality show overall. Um, yeah, just just that that is that is the thing that I that I look at and say that that's that's my continual favorite thing is to see how the show continues to to change and how we continue to grow as uh, as we as we do this. Yeah, man, I I think that's the perfect way. You just said it right there, like how we're we're continuing to grow the podcast, and I think that's what twenty twenty is going to bring. You know, we always talk about it, hint hint at it through our episodes of hey, we're going to start a second podcast. Talk about other shows like DC anime and all that. But here we go. January is coming. You know, the new podcast for you guys who, you know, that listen to wrestling, but also watches other shows, DC shows, movies, the comic book movies, even comic books as well. Because, hell, I read comic books, too, you know, and yeah, we're going to venture off in that atmosphere now. Yeah, it'll be fun, you know, talking about, like, again, the DC shows, talking about Netflix originals, like, I'm watching The Witcher right now, which is pretty awesome, um, so it'll be cool to talk about stuff like that, uh, movies that come out, you know, when the MCU movies kick back in, when the MCU TV shows on Disney Plus uh, yeah. kick back in, that'll be fun to mm-hmm. talk about, um, just all that stuff, man, and pretty much anything, you know, that, that we're fans of, basically, you know, it could be anything from, like, video games and just oh, yeah. like, hey, you know, what did you think about that i mean there's there's so many possibilities there so you know we're going to be kicking that off in 2020 uh to be uh continued with that just in terms of like the official name although we've been tossing around so you know some names in particular one in particular that probably end up sticking with but, oh yeah i think we, uh, i think know, we finalized on it <laughs> that okay all right it's fair enough well just i guess to to you want to say it here or you no, we just can say it man it let people then, know all right well uh, Clark Street fandom, you know, is is uh, the name that we've we've tossed around. Um, basically, just encompassing the idea that you know anything that we're fans of, you know, we would talk about, you know, whether it be you know TV shows, movies, anything like that, you know, just nerd stuff. Basically, yeah. we'll we'll be talking about Our that inner on that nerd podcast. We're so going to bring out to the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 even more so yeah, than we have with yeah, Russell. We, you know, we we bring out the spurts here and there. And you oh, get a man. feel for it, but now it's, we're going full, going full nerd. Oh man, <laughs> anime! You know, talk about my hero academia. Man, that show has oh, been legit these last few yeah. episodes. So these oh last couple. This God. this last one, no spoilers. Yeah, no, no, no spoilers. about it here, spoilers, but bro. yeah, man, this that last episode. Oh my God! I just oh, I God. just got started starting getting in a demon slayer, bro. I didn't. Man, it's it, good. Yeah, it yeah. is. Demon Slayer is good. It was a, it was a slow. It is. It's one of build up in that first episode. I want to say the first four, but after yeah, the four, I was yeah. like, okay, it, now now you in. Sometimes it takes you know anime episodes. Let that four to five before you start get a feel for it. Before it starts really getting good. Yeah. But I, sometimes I like that with with anime where they just kind of like take their time to s- establish the world and the and the storylines and the main character, you know, and, you know, you just get a sense of, of what's going on a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in Demon Slayer, you know, there was a particular part, too, in the beginning where it kind of like you, you think everything is going a certain way. But I don't know, for me, it was a little bit predictable because it's like, okay, you're saying, you know, you're showing everything being so happy <laughs> oh, and everything. Yeah. And then it's just like, 
the shit hits the fan. And I was like, yep, I saw this coming. <laughs> like, I, I knew this was going to happen. So, um, you know, in the, in the worst way possible, basically everything just goes to, to shit. So, um, yeah, man, it, it's an entertaining anime. Definitely enjoying watching that, too. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so just more more of that kind of stuff to, to come. Nerd stuff coming your way um, with Clark Street fandom. All right, so... Um, that's it. That'll do it for the year end wrap up for everything WWE and NXT wrestling in general for us. Uh, the roundup, uh, just it capped off the uh, end of the yeah. year, last, last show of the show year, of the year really last course. show of the decade um, of the man. decade. Yeah, crazy man. A couple yeah, days away. We're nineteen. This year felt like it just went by so quick. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It's just it's just insane how quickly it's, it's just time has just gone by. But you know, to talk about we're a year into making this, doing this podcast, almost man, that's just insane, <laughs> right? So who knew yeah, that? Man. man, I didn't like. Yeah, we're doing a year now. Here we are. The year just went yeah. just like that. Just doing this podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. Wild. Now you know what, and I thank you for joining me on this journey. It's been fun. Hey, man, I, I, I've. The same from me, you know, I appreciate you, you know, having me be a part of it and then, you know, having me as your your co-host with all this. And, you know, it's been great. You know, like you just one day you were like, hey, man, you want to do this podcast? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's yeah. do this. Because it <laughs> so, seems like we just always I, had good, great conversations about wrestling and, you know, like, you know, quick background story. At first, this podcast, it was going to be solo. And then it turned into a three man team. And then it went from a three-man team to a two-man team. And, you know, I, I guess in a way it just kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, just you asked me to, to be a part of it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about this anyway. Why not? And just to just roll with it. You know, like we, we could have taken even more time to say, all right, let's really try to plan and structure this whole thing out. But at a certain point, we just said, let's just jump in. We did. And, you know, yes, there's growing pains. But overall, I feel like, you know, it's it's grown a lot. So it's yeah, just uh, I'm excited to see what 2020 brings and how, to, how we continue to evolve the show. And how do we build on, on this for, for the other podcasts and, and more to come? Hell yeah, man. And then special shout outs to our other uh, podcast that I listen to. And that shout us out as well. Uh, be JD from WrestleBread. And then the boys at the Half K podcast that focus on NXT. So, uh, and then our boy that did a guest spot. That was our first guest star. Be Joe Vey at the Hard Camera. You know, check him out. They're on their major platforms. You know, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, all those good podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast app to listen to, they're on there. Definitely want to show them some love. And it would be great to get some more uh, uh, guest appearances on the Hell show, yeah. too, going forward. I'd really like that. Yeah, so well. special shout out to those that we shout out to them. If you guys want to ever do a feature spot, hey, we're, we're willing and open to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is going to do it for 2019. Here we go. 2020. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. For Devin, this is Afis. We will catch you guys in the next decade. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And the holidays that you guys celebrate, man. Celebrate them with your families. Wish y'all guys just best wishes and all of that. A little bit of an extra ending than I usually do. But, you know, it's a special <laughs> one. So I'm just adding in more. Um, yeah, man. Just love you all. Keep listening. See you guys in 2020. Peace. All right, guys. That's the end of 2019. See you next year, 2020, on the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.